Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Guess what day it is? Huh? Hump day! Good morning, everyone, and happy hump day from the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Brooke Grimsley, Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis is back. Yeah. Glad to be here. So uh, be you, we know that you started uh, yesterday questionable and then were downgraded to all yeah. very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you were a late scratch. It was, yeah. it was really fast. You know what it was? It was really questionable around 1 a.m. when I woke up. I was like, oh, what is this? And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm a gamer. I, I can power through. And then I got up at 5. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I said, I don't know. I called Ryder. I said, hey, Ryder. I don't think I am. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> I felt terrible yeah. last minute. But I, I was like, I, I, something ain't, something not going right here. Something not feeling right. And yeah. Better, better to be safe than sorry. Glad you're feeling better. Yeah, Glad you're you. back. Are we, on the are we back no, on YouTube? No, not we are yet. Not, no, still. It's, uh, they still think we're impersonating we people, here? CD. I uh, thought for sure yeah. we'd be back on the YouTube. Okay, so here's the thing. We have been banned from YouTube. The 101 ESPN page has been banned from YouTube. Now, one thing about YouTube and Google is that apparently for a communications company, they have no way to communicate with them. Hmm. So if you have access to YouTube or Google or you have a friend or family member that has access to Google or YouTube, we were accused of impersonating somebody. We were joking yesterday that we were accused of impersonating a quality radio program. (laughs) But... uh, uh, this is serious business now. We're, we're uh, real people. Yeah, we're we're people. into day three. This is uh, this is starting to hurt me. Can somebody please? There has to be so some way to be able Texas. to get it so back. And they didn't explain what we were impersonating. They didn't tell us what we were impersonating. YouTube doesn't have a uh, a service a, a help desk. They number. have they have an appeal process, but nobody ever apparently checks the wow. email. They don't check the email. <laughs> no. no. What are we doing? YouTube. Go. What's going on here? So oh. then the worry is, is that even if we start another YouTube channel, we don't know. Because here's the other thing. They don't tell you what exactly you did to wow. impersonate somebody. So even if we start another YouTube channel, you worry about yep. that happening again. We have no so, answer. No, we don't. Uh, so if you know, and you can help us, 314-399-9646, 314 <laughs> I'm still looking in the camera. I, I, I didn't even raise my hands this time. Um, no. And shame on me. And here's the the other thing about that uh, that text line three one four three nine 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 six four six three one four three nine nine yo ho is that we're doing Ask Uncle Randy here in a few minutes too. So if you have any questions about uh, this uh, great time of year, the best time of year, young football season, baseball pennant races, uh, back to school, young love, dating questions. Hey, we're all here to help you out at seven fifteen. We are very happy this morning for the guy we're going to talk to at nine thirty. 
Adam Wainwright. Win yes. number 199. Very nice. Got it. That'd Very go, nice. One more to go. That was fantastic. Uh, we were hoping for a little bit of run support, and lo and behold, in the first inning, he got some. Paul had a hit last night. He went one for five. 23 homers for him. He has yet to hit a home run in Baltimore. Perhaps tonight's the night. High fly ball walloped toward the bullpen and left. Mullins on the run and on cue. Goldschmidt makes it one nothing with a two-out homer. And the Cardinals never trailed after that. Richie Palacios with a two-home run game. How much of a stud is he? Oh, they're trading for Mike Trout when you have Richie Palacios. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No. We, no, no. Well, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Mike Trout's available in a trade. Somebody's going to trade for him. But we, why Why would the Cardinals? We've had enough injured players. Mike oh. Trout is fantastic. But I think we discussed well, we it yesterday. He's going to be a Yankee. I don't know if he's better. He's got a, he's got a long way to go to be better. He's, he's good. <laughs> For this season, for this time, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see how well he does if he's an every if so, he becomes okay. an everyday starter. So, Mo or Gersh called Perry Manazian, the general manager of the Angels, and say, "Okay, Palacios for Trout." Who says no? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people involved. <laughs> yeah, I think just about everyone. But for Palacios, that was a fantastic moment for him. We're talking about injuries. Nolan Gorman exiting the game early due to a hamstring. Did you guys see that? I, 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 listen, I will say this. He he is starting to rack up the injuries, and I don't like mm-hmm. it. And normally, I, I've told you all, when you have lower, when you have leg issues, everything on the backside is tied together. He's had no, a bad... He had that. About a week back. Um, oh, my gosh. He's had a gosh. back issue. Just to knock it in there. And now he has hamstring issues. Yeah. All of those things are tied together. Yes. And that is a bit concerning for me I, it, because it's... Tyler O'Neill-esque. It's kind of what Tyler O'Neill has done and dealt with: hamstring issues, lower leg issues, back issues. That to me is a is a is a bit of a scary thing. Eat a hot dog, uh, drink a Budweiser. <laughs> Come on, baseball players! <laughs> you, it's never happened to Lou Brock. You know? Come on! I I I I, I, I never saw. Lance Lynn wind up with a hamstring. I saw him pitching last night at like 297 pounds. John Daly ever been hurt? John Daly's never been hurt. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> example. <laughs> he's never he's been hurt. the tournament yeah. because of injury, hasn't he? These people, no, uh, these people. Okay, Nolan Gorman, here's what you need to do when you get back home. And uh, the, the Cardinals will be home after tonight's win against Baltimore. Uh, what, what Gorman needs to do, they get off the plane. He needs to go to Quick Trip. And he needs to get a large Dr. Pepper, highly caffeinated, fully sugared Dr. Pepper, and a thing of Reese's Big Cups. And that will start him on the road to durability. Every now and then, Randy, no matter how strict your diet, it is is important to, for me, mine is the big bag of peanut M&M's and a cherry (laughs) Pepsi. (laughs) Every now and then, I just got to go all the way in. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is Diet Coke and a chocolate bar. Delicious. The almonds with almonds in it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know. Do you think his diet is so strict? We don't know what his diet is. We're just guessing here. Mm -hmm. But do you think it is so strict that if he did have something like that, his body wouldn't even know how to react because it's been so long. It's like, what is this processed sugar and food? You you will appreciate this more than Carrie. Well, no, Carrie will too. Uh, Carrie has probably heard the story. But one time, the St. Louis Rams were playing in Seattle or San Francisco. And DeMarco and Seve made a side bet during the game that if something (laughs) happened in the game, Seve would have to eat a Snickers bar. Okay. They get on the plane on NFL charters. They've got the king-sized Snickers bar. (laughs) Everybody gets on. They haven't taken off yet. DeMarco and uh, uh, Baha say, okay, time to pay up. 
And Sevy takes, Steve Savard takes a bite of a Snickers bar and turns green. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he his body could not stand the concept. Did he throw up? Pretty much close to it, yeah. I don't know if he used the barf bag officially or not, but they said that he was very, very sick. Having a cruel joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so funny at the same time. Why, when it you is. see someone going yeah. through that, you're laughing. You're like, I hope you don't die, but this is hilarious. If you live through this, we're going to talk about it forever. Working with Steve Savard, I mean, he stayed in, like, great shape. He had a great diet. He always had, like, meal prep and stuff with him that he would bring to the station I can see that for sure yeah. I don't think I ever saw that man eat anything bad he never introduced sugar into his diet <laughs> you could tell yeah, for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that is a discipline that we all should uh, strive for you know, he's, yeah. he's had a bunch of surgeries and you know he's uh, pulled hamstrings and stuff I'm just saying if you eat the bad diet you're much less likely to have a pulled hamstring that's not my point that's, that's the, the the latest from Dr. Carriker on okay. 101 ESPN no, are you doing Uncle listen, Randy Earl yeah, kind of you, don't yeah. call yourself Dr. Carriker people might oh, oh, that's a good point. Randy Carriker did he said he was an OBGYN and he wasn't you remember that story that is bad that is really bad that is bad so Adam Wainwright leaves the game after five they bring in Gallegos for two thirds of an inning and then Matthew Libertor goes a nice inning in a third doesn't allow a run. He allows only one hit. Jean King pitches the eighth. Bet you didn't see that coming on September 12th. And then uh, Ryan Helsley comes on for the save, and the Cardinals closed out the victory. Popped up. Popped him up. Who's got it? Tommy's got it. And the Cardinals have won it. A great moment for Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. It was his last win since June 17th. So there have been 11 starts and one stint on the IL during that span. You could just feel the energy from Wainwright last night. That felt a little bit different, Mm -hmm. right? Like just seeing he was completely fine with really showing his emotions out there. And even in the end, you could just see the excitement for him, especially with that double play. Did you guys see that moment, just how fired up he was after that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he talked about the emotion after the game. Well, it's, it's easier to display that when, when, uh, when you're feeling a little bit better, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to fake it. I've been faking it all year, you know, fake it till you make it, I guess. But um, tonight, I uh, Tonight I felt a little bit better out there. I felt a little more confident with my stuff and attacked better. And um, like I said, that's an incredible team. You know, that's a great team. So uh, they're in first place for a reason. They've got 91 wins for a reason. They're or however many they have. Um, but uh, you, you know, you, you got to execute. You know, we got some, some. We made some big plays, and the guys behind me came in and did a great job. I love seeing good things happen for good people. And beyond being just a really good human being, Adam Wainwright has given so much to our town. The strikeout against Beltron to win the NLCS in 19, or in 2006. The strikeout of Inge to win the World Series in 2006. Uh, obviously being a part of, a big part of the NL pennant team of 2013. And then there on the bench in 2011. And then all the pitches he's thrown for a great run of Cardinal baseball. Probably the best run of Cardinal baseball that any of us will ever be able to enjoy. And you can't tell that story uh, without Adam Wainwright's name being attached to it. So I'm very happy for him from a baseball perspective to get 199, but more from a human perspective. I, I hope that people have it in their hearts. I know there's a lot of anger. People are, are so desirous of being mad and spending their days being tense. I hope you can take a little moment out of your day today to just smile, be nice, and thank Adam Wainwright for being what he's been for St. Louis. 
Yeah, he, I mean, I, I, you have to be excited about 199. Really, that's the the only thing we're looking forward to for the rest of the season is seeing if Adam Wainwright can get to 200. I've seen guys play well, but seeing him reach that number is, is extremely important. And, you know, to, to strike out Adam Frazier in the way that he did that last his last pitcher, his last uh, batter that he faced was was awesome. He did show more energy than he's shown in the past. And I think, you know, he understands what this moment is. He, he wants to play well. I think he's mm-hmm. probably put 199, 200 out of his mind and just said, you know what, just perform well. You get to the fifth inning, I think all eyes were on him. It almost felt like a no-hitter at that moment. Like, just keep going, get out of this inning. Please get out of this inning so you can be in line for the for the win. And he did, and he got the win. His bullpen came through, helped, got a couple more runs, and it was good. Bullpen came through, defense, and then Richie Palacios. Richie was definitely the other story of the evening for Richie, him. Richie, yes, Richie, 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 Richie. Richie. Yeah. He's going to be a part of 2024, right? Maybe oh. in a bench role. Maybe in a bench role. But Who, who, who are we taking out? Are we taking, we sending Alec, uh, Alec Brosen out of, out? To pasture, you get you play Edmund at second base. Well, then who's who's in center? You got to thin Richie. out the outfield. Richie starting in center? Yeah. No, not start. That's Whoa. not what I was saying. Whoa. I, well, I want to be clear. He's Mike Trout. So I want to be mean? clear. I said bench roll for next year. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Two home runs last night. He did. That was the first time he's ever done that in his entire career. He actually tweeted that out last night that he has never done that before. Two home runs in a single game. Good, good for him. him. And good for the Cardinals and good for Wayno. Cardinals win it by a score of five to two, and this will wind up being a successful road trip. Cardinals haven't had. Any of those, maybe they had one uh, back early in the season, but they haven't had many successful road trips this year. So uh, it's a good thing. And then they'll come home and take on the Philadelphia Phillies on Friday night at the ballpark. Brooke, Carrie, Randy, Matthew, we need your text. 314-399-9646, 314-399-YOHO. Ask Uncle Randy is coming your way next year on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Got a question for Uncle Randy? Let him dive into his infinite well filled with wisdom to find you answers. Text 314-399-9646. It's Ask Uncle Randy on 101 ESPN. I've been around, you know. So we're taking your text, 314-399-9646, 314-399-YO-HO for Ask Uncle Randy. You can also send an email to askuncleRandy at 101ESPN.com if you'd like to participate in that manner. But here we are on September 13th, and... If you have a question about life in general, something coming up this weekend, maybe you have uh, issues with a relationship and you just need answers, we're here to help you out. And uh, Matthew has uh, the questions that you have delivered for us. Uh, Matthew's laughing already. What do you got for us, sir? <laughs> Dear Uncle Randy, I'm very concerned after watching the entire Cardinals game last night without seeing my boy once. Could you please check with Mr. Marmol and Mr. Mosellock to make sure that he is okay? Signed, Andre the Iron Horse Palante's mother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. Um, Wait. <laughs> are you going to say, go ahead. Are you going to say that? Go ahead. <laughs> what? So we get a text from Brooke the other night, and she asks, why would they bring Andre Pallante in in that situation? And Randy responds, "You could have ended that. You could have ended that with why did they? End, why did they bring Andre Pallante in?" 
You could have stopped. You, you could have stopped it. Why did they bring Andre Pallante in? It that was, situation didn't matter to you. No, no. Yeah, it, it definitely was more than the situation. It was. He's no. trying. Now I listen. Yeah, they're all trying. I, I, I do not. You know. I don't like to, to to talk bad about professional athletes mm-hmm. or or just attack them in, in their play. Them personally, I will attack their play because if their yeah. play isn't good, then we talk about that. I think he's a good guy. I think his performance has not been up to par this year, and and which is why you. I honestly think this starting rotation and this bullpen, you're going to be looking at eight to ten new yeah, people, I agree. eight to ten new faces. I got three that I think are are for sure a lot. Well, four: mm-hmm. Matt, Michaelis. Gallegos? Oh, no, no, no. Jojo Romero. Jojo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got and Gallegos. I'm not even sure, 100% sure on Ryan Helsley. I'm not either. No. So, four guys? Yep. And Ms., Mrs. Palante, we appreciate the text. Um, so, here's, I don't know, I'm sure you haven't seen Andre. Uh, <laughs> here's a, I just want to prepare you. When you see him in a couple of weeks after the season, he's going to be missing his right arm. Because so, oh. the Cardinals are just going to pitch it until it falls oh. off. So I'm sorry about that. It, it feels that way, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. But don't, don't, don't worry. Kevin Segrist and Matt Bowman will be there to lend him a hand. Yeah. We'll but of see, course, we'll also see. just one hand because their arms there also fall. There you go. Yep. Oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, this is a serious one. This is one. Oh, uh, sounds serious. No, no, You're laughing. Serious. Dear Uncle Randy, my buddy Travis is starting to see this famous woman, and I'm concerned about him falling under the dating a famous woman curse. Do you have any advice for my buddy Travis? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I think for your buddy Travis, there's a couple of things. Number one, I think he should concentrate on his job. Okay. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, and here's the thing. You can... Never go wrong with a famous woman, but I would suggest that you talk to your friend for Travis and say, you know what, this probably isn't going to last. So enjoy it for the few maybe days, weeks that you have with a famous woman. Try to get maybe a nice gift out of it. Uh, and also know that without your name being attached to it, your relationship with famous woman, Travis, is going to become very, very public. Well, hopefully it won't be a cruel summer for him. I mean, with Taylor <laughs> Swift, I, I'm guessing, if I just had to guess, oh, maybe with Taylor with Swift. Travis, I, I don't know. I It's been interesting to see the whole thing play out because he basically tried to shoot a shot with her by passing along a friendship bracelet with mm-hmm. his number, and then he put it out on the podcast that he has with his, with his brother, which I absolutely love. And now there's these rumors swirling that they actually have been hanging out together. Casually. Yep. Casually. And I know that there is a curse. We, we have seen it. Maybe you could even say, isn't Josh Allen dating Haley Steinfeld? Is that her name? Actress, yeah, singer? Right, yeah. Maybe there is some sort of curse, but have fun with it. Why not? Well, and maybe a great album yeah. will come out of it, too. And for one her. Of the things, for her. One yes. of, yeah, one it, of the, it, nothing good comes from that. Well, here's the thing, though. A for, great album. Um, for her. <laughs> is, there, is there anybody in the league that is better at finding the blank space than Travis? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? The, the relationship will end, but he'll shake it off. I'm sure, <laughs> right? There's no doubt about it. But and I would hope that at the end, when it does end, that there's no bad blood. I agree. But you know what? We'll play Randy. We we saw last Thursday night. Well, actually, before uh, that that day before. And I'm sure his buddy said to him, I knew you were in trouble. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't affect his reputation. You know, that's that's yeah. the other thing. All right. Well, how cool would it be if it were just a love story? Oh, my God. 
So if, if he were the man. <laughs> You two are hilarious. <laughs> For those that don't know Taylor Swift, those are all songs of hers. Randy, you and that we were just firing back and forth. You see what I'm saying, CD? Another great album yeah. to don't come out of this. Me. <laughs> I love that. Uh, dear Uncle Randy, my wedding is in three weeks. How do I go about writing my vows? Okay. From the heart. Yeah, that's that's the thing to do. Chat GPT. Google oh, it. Yeah, yeah thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bruce give us her plan. Give, give us the the scoop here. What's what's the inside dope on uh, oh, writing vows? I haven't inside written mine yet because well, you the, got some time. I have some time. The wedding yeah. is next summer. Um, I don't okay, know. Here we go. I think I here think if okay. you get nervous in front of yeah. speaking in front of people, maybe keep it a little short and sweet. Three by five card. Yes. Uh, okay, babe. Soon after I met you, I knew you were the one. Get that in there. Uh, you complete me. Get that in there. And this is the greatest day of my life until now. But I know that every day after this one is going to be greater and greater. Oh, and greater. Wow. Just off the tee. Can you write well that done. down for me? <laughs> Can you write well that done. down for me? Thank you. Hopefully so, David's not listening yeah, to that. Fit, I will. I will. <laughs> fit those three in and uh, you're, you're off and running. Well done. I Thank like you. that. That was, nice. that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, I, and you can, by the way, listen on the podcast brought to you by Dobbs Center and Auto Center. If you didn't have time to write all of that down, that'll be there for you. you just, I mean, Three that weeks. A, that, was a, that, was, that was a griffy cut at the ball there. Randy. That was smooth. <laughs> uh, my wife and I just found out that we are expecting our first child. Uncle Randy, we are thrilled. Congratulations. But working, we're looking for any words of advice that you can give. Okay. Uh, there are several words of advice, and CD can uh, weigh in here. Number one, once, the, well, let's approach your perspective as the husband, okay? What you need to do is provide every need that your bride has. If she says, I need a hot dog from Woofies, you get her a hot dog from Woofies. If I need half-baked from uh, Ben & Jerry's, you get her half-baked from Jen Ben & Jerry's. Whatever she needs, you be at her beck and call until the baby is born, okay? This is, it's all about her right now. You take care of her. So until the baby is born, okay? Once the baby is born, if she is breastfeeding, don't sleep through it. Get up for the first couple of weeks at least and help her feed the baby. Mm -hmm. And then just from an overall global standpoint, never stop taking pictures. It's only going to happen once. And the, the, the baby is only going to crawl for the first time, roll over the first time, and uh, and do things for the first time. Remember, that baby's seeing things in the world for the very first time. Kind of like a puppy. Uh, actually, puppies and babies are very similar, except puppies are harder work. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Just make sure that you realize that that baby's seeing everything that it's seeing for the very first time. And so take pictures of the wonder that that baby is experiencing. Can I put a production request in that next time we have to cover an hour and we do a hill that Randy does it and it's puppies are more difficult than babies as your hill. Oh, there's no question on. the puppies are oh, more difficult. Oh, Randy. Please. Please, can we do this for Hill to Die on next time? Yeah, sure. Yes! Oh, God, the reaction's going to be amazing. Yep. CD, your reaction to all that? Puppies are not harder than children. Oh, yes, they are. Puppies can be left <laughs> in kennels for extended periods of time. Chocolate babies. No, no, that's, that's, I don't think that that's okay. Randy, Randy, play I think that's good <laughs> advice, CD. Don't put babies in kennels. Yeah. Okay, there you go. There's your baby advice. Well, here's the thing. Baby, you put a diaper on. Puppy, you have to take outside. <laughs>
but somebody has to change the diaper. Someone does have well, to change the diaper. Well, you know what? If, uh, if you, the puppy goes and somebody has to clean the carpet or the sheet or whatever. I don't know. Randy, diapers I, seem pretty I, bad. I changed. When my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's my, she's not listening. Yeah. She was a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was everywhere, brother. Oh, oh, it God. was <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. It, was, it was in fall. How do yep. you get it there? What is, yep. how did they get that high? It is unbelievable. What is going on here? Yep. <laughs> and, so, oh, oh, it was so, tough. Uh, back in the day, we all know uh, Brown and Crouppen, the law firm in town. They're great. They do fantastic work. They're all about St. Louis. And they used to have a deep voice guy on their commercial that said, Brown and Crouppen. <laughs> and so when my kids would make a mess in a uh, in a diaper as I was changing the diaper, I would say, Brown and Poopin. <laughs> to them. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my gosh. Um, Matthew's disappeared. I, I, don't, I don't know if Matthew's going to make it through this one. This is, <laughs> we might have lost our producer. Um, it, it, uh, listen, ready? Uh, I got another one for you because kids are just, you know, they're fun. They, they are. Uh, I, I've seen it. It's, it's, it they, they're a little harder than puppies. Just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I'm going to have to agree with you, CD, yeah, on that man. one. Yeah. One of my kids picked up something. Well, I thought he picked it up. We were at Starbucks. Picked up something. <laughs> handed it to me. Said, Dad. <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> Look at this, Dad! <laughs> oh, what is that? Oh, no! <laughs> 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 no! Pick it up! He just handed it to me. <sighs> I wish I could have seen your face in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is everything in slow motion? Oh, no. What is this? Oh, no, that's too much. Yeah. So anyway. It's Kids are harder. So anyway, uh, you, you, uh, just enjoy the experience. Uh, bottom line, as a parent, you're not going to break the kid. And if you're doing your best, you can't mess up. All right, one last one. Uh, God, I can't wait till we, I got Tim take off next week. Um... <laughs> Um, I'm getting ready to propose to my girlfriend of 18 months. What restaurants would you recommend? Preferably one without sports TV. She hates when I watch TV when we are on a date. Okay. I think that's good for the engagement. I'm glad that he already decided that. Okay, so if you're going to, I've got some recommendations for you. Actually, I I do. Number one, if you want to do it here in town, uh, from a restaurant standpoint, our friend Paul Mano has a small TV up in the corner. Uh, so you can, or, and there's one behind the bar too. So you can, like, if there's a game on, you can grab a glance. Uh, you can never go wrong with Annie Guns out in Chesterfield. Fantastic. But here is a great play that one of my friends did. Go out of town, go to like a rooftop restaurant in Chicago or New York, and so that you can see a skyline. And to make it memorable, uh, go to one of those restaurants. We don't really have a spectacular rooftop restaurant in St. Louis anymore, do we? Now that Kimmel's left the mm. Met Square and, uh, you know, it's... Uh, rooftop yeah. patios. Yeah, they, so, yeah. Rather still yeah. nice they, to do one of those. You're talking yeah. about with, like, a really big with a view. view. Maybe, yeah. like, there's 360 that's downtown. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a good call. Good call. Yeah. There's 360 downtown. Yeah. So I, I think that would make it... Although 360 has TVs. Uh-oh. A lot of TVs. Can they turn those off? Well, maybe. <laughs> but, um, Moonrise I, is a little too casual. Yeah, so... 
If you want to do it that way with a view, I would re- go to Chicago and you can just drive up to Chicago. But if you're going to do it here in town, uh, those would be two of my favorites. I generally frequent restaurants that do have televisions, so I would welcome any suggestions. Brooke, I know that you are a, uh, a restaurant fan. Of, I do love food yeah. in restaurants yeah. so, <laughs> here in town. I'm okay. sorry, I got choked and, up just yeah. thinking about yeah. this. Um, maybe, because I'm, I'm trying to think of restaurants, too, where it's not too crowded, because mm-hmm. I, I don't I assume he doesn't want to have like too many people right, right. staring at and him. If you have it dark, that's why I, th- I threw out Paul Mano's and, and Andy yeah, first. Kind of because a, there's a areas vibe. where you can. So, uh, David proposed to me at Indo here mm-hmm. in St. Louis, and so they had like an area that was outside, kind of separated. That's where he proposed to me, and that worked out really well. Is and he, then is he trying to I, like? I, there's I, Louis. Are you 100 doing the proposal at the restaurant? Like I would say, you know. If there was a restaurant of significance that yeah. maybe to the relationship, because yeah. that was our first date was Endo. Yeah, so see, that's why he did yeah. that. You gotta have yeah. the you gotta have the significance if you're gonna do it at the restaurant. I think just like there's like a lot of places you could just go and then Yeah. Take yep. a walk, go to a park. So, and the the other suggestion I would have is just picnic. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Oh. My suggestion would be brasserie by uh in uh, yeah. Central West End, by the way. Picnic. That's a good one. And avoid yeah. the poison ivy on the picnic. Pro tip. It's <laughs> always a really good tip. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Randy. And thank you very much for your texts. We do appreciate them. Coming up, we saw what happened to the Bills the other night. Could their window of opportunity to win a Super Bowl be closing? It's coming your way on 101 ESPN. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Envision, Azek, and decorators to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Stop by and see Hackman's expanded paint department, too, with brushes, rollers, painter's tape, and four different lines of interior and exterior paint. Custom color match available. Visit Hackman Lumber's newly remodeled stores in St. Peter's and Pacific, or their showroom in Troy, Missouri. Hackman Lumber. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Yeah, trying to force the ball. Um, uh, yeah, same Same place, different day. That's Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. They lost in overtime to the Jets the other night, a Jets team. That was exactly what that uh, was. That that was quarterbacked by Zach Wilson. And this Bills team, this particular Bills team, has been on the precipice for a while. And here's what I'm wondering, uh, Brooke and Kerry. Josh Allen this year 
is making about $20 million. Next year, uh, $18.6 million, if you want to be precise. Next year, his cap number goes up to $47 million. And they have a player in Diggs that doesn't feel like he gets the ball enough. Stephon Diggs is signed through 2027. And he's scheduled to make $14 million this year. His salary goes up to $27.8 next year. Von Miller is in his 30s. Tredavious White has been injured. And I'm not saying that the Bills' window of opportunity is closing, because I think with Josh Allen on your team, you're always going to have a chance. But I wonder if with this nucleus, this year might be their last best chance to win a Super Bowl. I think exactly that. I think the window for this group in particular is closing. Now, Josh Allen, we know he's going to stay around. We know his abilities, but there is times, especially when you saw in that game the other day, where he makes some really costly mistakes. Allen has had 84 turnovers since his rookie year in 2018, which leads the NFL during that period. In his last 19 games, 27 turnovers. Last season, when you're talking about costly mistakes, especially making mistakes when it matters, seven turnovers last year in the red zone. Those things are deeply concerning when it comes to Josh Allen. But for this group in particular, it just feels like that window is closing up. We saw everything that happened this past offseason with Diggs and how unhappy he was. Remember that cryptic social media post he made about liars? It feels like that tensions with that can be brewing. And it feels like with McDermott, this is a big, big chance for him if things do not work out. Who knows? He might be on the hot seat. Yeah, I'm looking at you. You talked about the turnovers for Josh Allen. Just he's been top five in interceptions the last two years. Right now, he's thrown three interceptions last uh, on Monday and mm-hmm. fumbled once. It's too much. It's too many times for someone that is going to touch the ball every single play to turn it over at the rate that he does. It, you can't win in that manner. You won't win in that manner. And and. He has to do better, and you can hear the frustration in him. He he probably is trying to make throws that he's got a strong arm. Guys that are big, strong, and have that that rocket of an arm generally try to force things, and and he's been doing that. He's not having a a lot of success doing it. He's going to have to figure out how to simplify things, throw the ball to the correct receiver, the receiver that is open based on the coverage, and make better decisions with the ball, and also make better decisions in the running game because there are times when he gets out of the pocket, when he's scrambling, he should just go out of bounds yes, or get down, and he's taking unnecessary hits. I don't know who he – I don't know if it's a, a need to prove that he's big, strong, and, and can take that, but there's no need to at times, and those things also cause the fumble. So being smart with the ball, making better decisions when you have the ball in your hand outside of the pocket, I think all of those things will help him be better and help this team be better. But the big thing for the Bills – I understand that that's a problem, but Brett Favre went to a Super Bowl throwing a bunch of interceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's he got that Brett Favre yes. element to yes. him. But it's everything around him that is getting older and more expensive. So they're going to have to do a good job of drafting and replacing the guys that they have. I don't know if they can keep Diggs after this year with Allen going up to 47 and Diggs going up to 27. Yeah. And then if they do keep both, you've got a salary cap of about $200 million. That's 47, 54, 64. So that's $74 million right there of your your cap. So obviously you, you renegotiate with both and you bring those cap numbers down. But then you got, got guys getting older and getting hurt. And they don't have a running back. <laughs> That's one thing about the running yeah. game. They don't have a running back. James yeah. Cook did okay. I thought he did pretty well. He looked the best that he's looked in his career up until this point. Um, but their willingness to run the football is the question without 
letting Josh Allen be in the main focal point of that mm-hmm. running game. He he is he is their 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 offense, uh, both in the running game and in the passing game. And if they allow James Cook to, if they decide to hand the ball off and let him do what he's what he's hired to do, they could have more success. I do think that that window is closing because if you look at the Miami Dolphins, man, I, I mm-hmm. they looked fantastic offensively, defensively, got some things to clean up. I don't know that obviously the Jets are, are going to take a step back with the injury to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think much of the Patriots. So they still, the Bills still have a chance in that division, but them being the, the division champions, I think it's going to be tough because of that Miami team. Well, and also when you're talking about replacing players, that defensive backfield for the Bills, what is that going to look like moving yeah. forward? Because we saw with Jordan Boyer, wasn't there a chance that he was even possibly not even going to come back this season? So mm-hmm. you don't know what that is going to look like. But with the AFC East coming in, you already thought that the Jets were going to be the team to watch. Now, as you mentioned there, this whole situation with Zach Wilson, what are they going to do? There's even reports that they are reaching out. I don't know if you guys saw that last night. There's reports that they are possibly reaching out to veteran quarterbacks. What is that going to look like? But the Dolphins, they are 100% the team to watch in this division now. Yeah, I agree. By the way, the Jets and yesterday, their coach, Robert Sala, said Zach Wilson is our quarterback, much like Mike Martz famously said here, yibbit, 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 Mark Bulger is our quarterback. <laughs> They're going to find anybody out there that's better than Zach Wilson. No. They really aren't. Not no. right now. No. Not. No. You, you, bring, not. you bring in Carson Wentz, Zach Wilson's still your starter. Yeah, he is. He's going to be your starter going forward. He was drafted second overall, mm-hmm. correct? He's He's not. He's not. He hasn't performed well, but he's not a slouch. He's not a bum. He just needed some growth. and needed some time to learn. And maybe that three to four months that he was with Aaron Rodgers learning, watching him prepare for practice and all of those things, maybe that has you know rubbed off on him a little bit and he's able to figure out how to be successful in this league now. I want to get one more point in here. Evan Cohen, who does the show before us with Michelle and Chris Canty, said yesterday, I can't trust Josh Allen. Josh Allen was... A 13-second miracle drive against Kansas City away from advancing in the playoffs a couple of years ago. And and what if that's his highest highlight of his career? It might because be. It, because it he, he doesn't strike me as a guy that is going to get them back there. He, he has all of the talent in the world, but just the inability to make the, the right decisions over and over and over again. I don't know. That may have been their best chance to make it to a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl, because that was a, that was a, I mean, yeah, that was a battle of all battles that game was, and they came out on the losing end. But here's the thing. You would trade Kenny Pickett for him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. He is. No, he, he, he is super he talented. It's yeah. those costly mistakes right. we're talking about with yeah. the turnovers. That that can happen. I get it was week one. Yeah. We saw a lot of quarterbacks struggle in week one because it almost felt like the preseason all over again. But I'm just very curious. What do you guys think that Diggs, his thoughts were after that game, especially as we saw yeah. his frustrations at the end of last season, the fact that Josh Allen connected more with Jason Whitehead, which is not a good thing, obviously, because no. we know who Whitehead plays for. How do you think that he <laughs> felt after that, right. Diggs, his feelings? I'm sure he was frustrated. He, he wants he is he's not really a diva wide receiver, but he's a diva wide receiver. He he doesn't show it on the field, but he clearly showed that he says, get me the damn ball. And, but that's every wide receiver. Except <laughs> for the ones that were here. 
Well, those are rare. Yeah, they I mean, are. those guys are. You're more likely to get a guy that tells you to give me the damn ball and be loud and boisterous yeah. than you are guys like uh, Ike and and, and Tory. Those guys are are a rare breed mm-hmm. that really play the game. Mm-hmm. What I say the right way. Every other receiver that I know has blinders yeah. on and only sees themselves. No so. doubt. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and I respect them for it. Yeah. <laughs> so. That is Kerry. That is Brooke. I am Randy. It's the opening drive 101 ESPN. Coming up, get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. 314-399-YOHO. Take it or leave it. Coming your way next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. It's time for Take It or Leave It. Want to say something? Want to put it out there? If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Get your text in to 314-399-9646. And give us your Take It or Leave It. Brought to you by Gloria Lou Realty. Visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com and start packing. That's my final author. Take it or leave it. Text line open right now, 314-399-9646, 314-399-YO-HO. All right, kids, uh, the Cardinals wrap up this road trip tonight, 535 game against the Orioles in Baltimore. On this trip, they have played the Braves and the Reds and the Orioles. Take it or leave it. On this trip, the Cardinals have it bookended by the two World Series teams for 2023. Oh. Atlanta and Baltimore. I'm going to leave it. I don't know. I still feel like I don't think Baltimore is ready. Doesn't feel like it. it. Doesn't yeah. feel like it. I, didn't, I don't the think Baltimore is. They, just, is. They, they have the best record in the league, and they have yeah, had for a long time. It doesn't. doesn't it, you know what I want? You know what was so frustrating for me as a as a former player? You have the best record in 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 the AL, and you look at that stadium. And it is yeah. empty. Right. It is re- it is embarrassing to be that good and to not have anyone there to watch. Top two teams in that league. Tampa, too. I that have is, an answer to why. Do tell. Their owner. Their owner mm-hmm. has really, really bothered a lot of the fan bases. We talked about it not too long ago where he basically insinuated he's not willing to spend money to keep his young right. talent. That's unfortunate. And then the way that he treated that broadcaster, yeah. Kevin Brown. I mean, it's there's so much that this owner has done for them or and not in a good way where it. I can see how he's alienated this fan base. Yeah. I'm going to leave it to. I still right. think that uh, <laughs> the, I, I still think Houston has to be. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Houston. I have to leave it. Um. So we were, we were obviously, we saw the games this past weekend. We saw one Joe Burrow not perform particularly well. They played the Baltimore Ravens at home this weekend. Take it or leave it, Joey B goes for 350 and three touchdowns. I'm going to take that. Ooh, I'm going to take that. Yeah. They, that, I don't think that, that that I don't think that week one performance was. I don't either. It was, it was a preseason, preseason game. Yes, yeah. there you go. It wasn't, wasn't good, but, you know. Against one. Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Take it or leave it, guys. Uh, last night, did not watch this, but I guess it was going on. I just saw some clips on the social media. Uh, VMA is going on, and NSYNC came out. Take it or leave it, they're going to announce a tour, reunion tour, and that also I will be there. First person to buy the tickets. Uh, okay, is this the one with Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yes. I'm leaving it. No, you're, you're, you don't think I'm going to go to I, that? I, or go, do you don't think that they're going to have a re- reunion? Does Justin Timberlake do that? 
I don't think he does. He didn't leave them for his solo career. He said bye, bye, bye to him. I'm going to take that if they do it, that you will be first in line yes. for tickets. There's no question about that in my mind. But I'm going to leave that Timberlake joins them. I need the reunion to happen. Guys, that was one of my first concerts growing <laughs> up. I remember it vividly. And you know who the opener was? Who? Cisco. Do you guys remember oh, Cisco yeah, with the thong song? Yeah, Cisco. Yes, I remember vividly that whole experience. It was great. It was fantastic. I needed to happen again. So I, this, uh, just the, the prospect of this and the, the, the fact that it could or if it, it might not happen. Would that be tearing up your heart? It would be tearing up my heart because <laughs> I, I, you know, I want them back. Well, uh, Brooke, if you if the concert does occur, and you want to go. Carrie and I have no problem with you going and then taking the next day off. This if I you promise have... you. <laughs> mm. Yes. I love it, Randy. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, man. But you know what? They're, no, they're gone. They said bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Take it or leave it. When Wynn turned that double play, Goldie was saying, if I wanted to catch Ryan Helsley, I could have played catcher. Take it. You got to do it with it, man. It's coming fireball. It's it's flying over there. Take it or leave it. The Cardinals will finish with a better record than the Pittsburgh Pirates. Leave it. Leave it. We're still three games behind them. We We can't make up ground on the... The Why, can I ask a difference? What difference does it make if they do? Last place. Does it feel better to be second to last than to be last? Not anymore. Draft lottery. Draft lottery. Yep. So it's better to be last. Yep. If you ain't first, you're last. Hey, there it is. <laughs> That's right. What are we doing here? Uh, uh, t- Cardinals have the fifth worst record in all of baseball. So White Sox are worse. Eleven percent. There's that. Eleven percent chance right now. How Katie? about that? How about that? And we are far from the worst team in our state. Good. Nice. The Cardinals have, this is almost unbelievable, a 19 and a half game lead on the Royals. What? Look at that. Are you kidding me? That is Cardinals, seem Cardinals real. are 64 and 81. The Royals are 45 and 101. They're, they're playing a different sport over there. Yeah. Or not. Uh, take it or leave it. If you have a child that plays a sport in school as a parent, you should not have to go to, you should not have to pay to watch that kid play. Uh, so I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave it as well. I feel like that's kind of the expectation. I mean, it's generally $5 to get into little league games or sometimes they go crazy, though. I've been places where they charge $25, $50 for a game for like AAU basketball. They they are. That's to pay expenses, though. Yeah, it's absurd. Got to pay the coaches. (laughs) Maybe the players. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. You got to pay the players, too. Uh, No, I I have no problem. I I had no problem when my kids were participating in events in paying for admission and this is talking about high school. I'm I'm not paying for a uh, a CYC third grade baseball game or something like that. Even if you the shouldn't. Coach thought school. it was so important that he lit up a cigar after wins. <sighs> These guys. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Third grade. It's called a personal ritual. It's called a personal ritual, Randy. Jeez. It's called someone that hasn't done much in their life and they're living through children. There you go. Let's, oh, let's, no. let's, let's put it out there. We see that a lot. Yeah. Let's have the real conversation. Oh, and I'm the pessimist. <laughs> no, I'm, the, I'm I'm just being honest. Yeah, you are. Vicariously like living through their children. Yeah. 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 Third graders. 
Take it or leave it. Randy's an insane fanboy. Will I name in all those songs? Totally yeah, take more. it. I'm going to leave yeah. it. I'm going to leave it. Randy's what? a really good Googler. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, wow. Quick on his feet. Uh, they're just going to call him out like that. He's essentially quick on his feet. I couldn't do what he yeah. does even with the Google in front of me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> he, he, machine. he weaves it in. The man. The man's a weaver. They're, they're May or uh, Jeff. Or Luke. <laughs> Luke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Jeff, Jeff's the champion, though. Yeah, Luke was. Uh, Luke, Luke was, was better. Yeah. Uh, so there may or may not be video of myself and Brad Thompson and uh, the rest of the crew from the Fast Lane at a previous Adam Wainwright karaoke event where we did an NSYNC song, and Brad Thompson was an absolute star. Nice. Wow. Oh, he can, he can belt Some out. Some great pat- we might need to see yeah. that. Oh, yeah, Carrie, you, want, you like hearing people who work here sing? Come on. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not going to do Come it to on. you. I'm not going to do it to Is you. Is this going to be a karaoke battle? Come on. I'm not going to do it to you, Carrie, but I want CD to so and badly BT, right I now. need to see that. That'd be I gotta, fun. I got to space out how often I play Carrie's song. Thank you. <laughs> Greatly appreciate it. <laughs> You're... <laughs> you don't deserve it. Take it or leave it. Thomas wow. and Jay-Z will make Tommy wow. Edmund expendable this offseason. Leave it. How about that? Leave it. Leave it. Yeah, no... Nobody can make Tommy Edmund expendable because he'll just move to a different position. <laughs> He's invincible. Is yeah, that what you're really saying? Is. Yeah. Yeah. So He's one of your guys. I, I will have He's to leave it. I think Thomas Sejaci is very exciting. How mm-hmm. he will fit into things. Do you think that he will be here in 2024? Yes. I okay. Do. At some point. Maybe not on opening day. Because injuries are also a factor, right. but possibly moving yeah. on from another infielder. Yes. Could happen. Could happen. And we are, by the way... We're a Tommy Edmond show. We like Tommy yes. Edmond. He's a wonderful guy. He's a really good fielder. His offense does leave something to be desired. Yes. But it's offset by the quality of his defense and the quality of his effervescent personality. And his availability. That has That's been very key ability. in this outfield situation. The most important yes. ability at this point. <laughs> availability? Yeah. 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 People get hurt every day around here. Yeah. What the hell is going That's on? amazing. Tommy Edmond. There we go. Tommy Ebbin Show. I like how we did that for him awesome. last week, and he was just kind of giggled. He's like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> but now he, knows. now he knows. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Randy. Coming up here on 101 ESPN, Deion Sanders is the story in college football, but some people are not taking it very well. We're going to ask uh, our friend Kerry Davis, Coach Kerry Davis, about the reaction to Deion and what he expected and what he expects if they continue to perform well. That's next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. A fresh perspective on the day's top stories. It's the Opening Drive's fresh take. Brought to you by Schnucks Rewards. Reward yourself. Earn 2% back on every purchase with the Schnucks Rewards app. We're going we're gonna to continuously be questioned because we do things that have never been done. That's the way our life has presented themselves. We do things that have never been done, and that makes people uncomfortable. When you see a, a confident black man sitting up here talking his talk, walking his walk, coaching 75% African-Americans in the locker room, that's kind of threatening. Oh, they don't like that. But guess what? We're going to consistently do what we do because I'm here and ain't going nowhere, and I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. 
<laughs> that is that is Deion Sanders. His Colorado team beat Nebraska on Saturday, and with 8.73 million viewers, it was Fox's most watched Pac-12 regular season game ever. People are intrigued, maybe even entranced, by what Colorado has been able to accomplish in their first two games. But, Carrie, I, I want you to respond to what he's saying because... It's almost impossible if you're rational to disagree with what he says. Oh, I mean, he is uh, he Dion. If you've ever paid any attention to him throughout his entire career, he's been a professional baseball player, professional football player, Hall of Fame corner, arguably one of the greatest corners that has ever played the game. Uh, he's been outspoken his entire life. He's done music. He's done acting. He's done everything. And. For what he's doing right now, he has always been at the forefront, always been a leader, always been one of those people that are are seen and heard from. And he's not wrong. You know, when you are a head coach, when you come in with this much confidence, people want you to not show your confidence. You, the thing about people tell you be humble. You should humble yourself. You should be because when you're not humble, in their opinion, it really reminds them of what they haven't done in their life, and it and it frustrates people when they see someone that is well spoken, that is confident, that is comfortable in their own skin, and is able to say exactly what do and then go do it. It makes other people come. You should humble yourself. No, I shouldn't. I am who I am. I am who God made me to be. You are who God made you to be. I'm not telling you to be anything different. So he is comfortable in his own skin. He's having success. People want to play for him. Coaches want to want to coach with him, and players want to play for him. And he's going to continue to have success. And we don't tell Nick Nick Saban to be humble. We don't tell you know other coaches. He, yes, he hasn't won any championships. Granted, Nick Saban has won plenty. But we won't tell anyone else. We're frustrated. People get frustrated with Dion because he talks the talk, but he also backs it up. And he's done that his entire life. At no point has he not done that in his career, both in baseball, football, whatever it may be. He's had success. And why would he expect this to be any different? And I have a problem in sports, and this is all sports, with the vanilla coach that doesn't express yeah. confidence and his team. We've got a bunch of robots in the NFL right now. In the 80s, when you had uh, people like Bill Walsh and, and Mike Ditka and Bill Parcells, uh, you had, and I think the guy that ruined it for everybody is Bill Belichick because he's so paranoid and he won't let his assistant coaches talk to the media and everything has to be the same and everything has to be a secret. There are no secrets, clearly, with Deion Sanders. No. And that's what I want. I, I want to be they're in the entertainment business and I want to be entertained and he entertains me. And that's exactly it. I like what you said there, CD, about not only does he talk the talk, but he walks the yeah. walk. And why would you not celebrate that? Because look at what Colorado has done in the first two games of the season. He has backed up all that talk. Yep. And look, I like, and that's his brand. That's Coach Prime's brand, right? To do some of the trash talk too. Personally, even as a media member, I like that kind of stuff because one, he's backing it up and two, he's doing it in a way of like, it's like bulletin board material and you have to find ways to motivate your guys especially in this day and age of the transfer portal you need an electric head coach like that and to keep your players around but also invigorate the fan base and look at the fan base and how they have showed up the excitement surrounding Colorado right now and we did get somebody who just texted in from the 636 so I want to get your take on this CD they said coach prime benefited from the transfer portal he ditched 90% of his team let's see him do that the traditional way money bring in the players who does it the traditional way what is that's the name of the game now the way that's the that name it's of the done game now. now transfer portal is a real thing 
It is an opportunity for kids and for coaches to get whatever player they need for players to go wherever they want to go. Colorado won one game last year. And mm-hmm. that's that roster needed to be overturned. They got a got a lot of guys that weren't good enough to be uh, Division One football players at that time or or on this team, and they they transitioned to better players. That's like any that's that's it's a business. It's a business, and and and, and people hate to hear it, but college football is a business. It's not. You know, oh, we're going to let these guys be here and we're going to give them we're going to let them play. And if you're not performing, they're going to move on from you. And that's what they did. And it's unfortunate. But the old saying, Randy, what is it? If you don't like it, play better. Yeah, that's 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 the business of collegiate sports now, specifically football and basketball and professional sports. That's what what it is. You have to play better if you want to be paid or if you want to stay. And that's the thing is because if you are resistant to change, then you might end up like what's going on with Clemson and Dabo. Remember, Dabo was very much against the INL and he spoke out against it. And what has happened with them? Yeah. No, I mean, they, they, he hasn't he has not kept up with the time. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just the name of the game. And you have to play the game. And he's doing exactly that right now. Coach Primus. And he has a game, a, a late game this week against Colorado State that you'll see on ESPN. And obviously, most fans, whether they're hate watching or love watching, they're tuning in. They, they want to see what his team does. And by the way, it's fun football. They've thrown for 900 yards in the first two games. His son is a terrific quarterback, and I, I don't see any downside. I, I kind of wish. And by the way, he's doing it one year after they had one of the worst teams in the history of college football. They've got to turn it around now. They, Wouldn't they that have, be fun at Mizzou yes. or Illinois? Oh, Would yes. you? Who, who wouldn't sign up for that? Who wouldn't want someone that can talk the talk but also back it up? And, walk, and, and yeah. again, this is not a man that just came out of nowhere. Dion has been doing this his entire life. There's a legend that he went to the combine, ran a 40, and ran out the door, got in the limo, and left. He didn't do anything else because why do I? You all needed mm-hmm. to see me run. I ran. You saw the time. I'm gone. You, you know where to pick me. That's that. <laughs> that's who he has been his entire life. Why would anybody expect this to change now? Yeah. Do you, Is this, by the way, this season. I'm not saying that his program isn't sustainable. I think it will be, but I think they'll have a lot of new players every year. But I wonder if this particular season, if this team is really as good as what we've seen in the first two weeks. I, I'm I'm waiting to find out, and they're going to lose a game. They're going to play in the Final Four, but I wonder how really good they are. I, that's the question. I think their I think their skill positions are elite. I think Shadour Sanders and and Travis Hunter are are special. Dylan mm-hmm. Edwards, the running back, if they can figure out their problem is they cannot run the football. They are struggling mm-hmm. up front. And when when um, Dion was at Jackson State, that was one of the questions. Are you ready to play any of the big boys when he was at Jackson State? The answer was no because up front they couldn't compete. And right now at Colorado, I still think they're having that problem, not able to compete with the big boys up front because they're so skilled. They're able to make things happen. But it's going to come a time, a point in time where you have to run the football. And if it's not, if you're not able to do it, you won't have success. Yeah. By the way, uh, BK, I didn't realize this. BK mentioned yesterday on uh, BK and Ferrario that the now exploded Pac-12 exploded but loaded. This year, Washington is number eight in the country. 
Utah is number 12 in the country. Oregon is number 13 in the country. Oregon State is number 16 in the country. Colorado is number 18 in the country. And Washington State is number 23 in the country. Oh, by the way, UCLA number 24. And uh, where they? Oh, USC is number five. They're loaded. The Pac-12, the the exploded conference is loaded. The conference that will be no more after this year? Yeah. Yeah, that pretty one. good. So it's going to be a gauntlet for Colorado too in their last year in the USC in the is really good. Man. They are, yeah, and they really play good. them when is that? Is that coming up it's end of September? September? I think that's that's yeah. a really good game to yeah. watch. And USC is not going anywhere. Yeah. Colorado, uh, that's uh, yeah, uh, September thirtieth. Uh, but USC, it's a unique situation. We'll talk about this as the college football season unfolds, but there's only one major market, super big market in the country that really cares about one school in their town. Like Houston cares about Texas or Texas A&M. They don't mm-hmm. care about the University of Houston. Dallas cares about SMU, but th- th- SMU is never going to be a power. The only place where there's a huge market that loves their team is Los Angeles and UCLA, and they're going to get so much money. What name image likeness where is the center of image and likeness in the world it's in hollywood yes and so they're going to get all that nil money and they're going to literally be able to put kids up on board on boards look at caleb williams now all the commercials that he's in they're going to be able to do that for every single player that wants it and usc is going to be a brutal test for everybody and thank goodness they just went to the big 10 and not to the sec Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, Illinois. I know. <laughs> we, we just have Alabama and Georgia yeah. to deal with. And, te- and now Texas and maybe Oklahoma. Coming up next on 101 ESPN, we've got our bird watch for you. Stick around. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. for a bird watch and let's get things started with Brooke Grimsley. My bird watch is going to be Richie Palacios. Richie Palacios. I don't know. Do we need to come up with like a a specific cheer for him that's a little bit different? I think we do. Richie. 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 Yes, we like that. So last night, painting the picture for you, Nolan Gorman left the game due to a hamstring, as we know. Enter the Cardinals' new spark plug, and that is Richie Palacios. His first at-bat of the game, just coming straight off the bench, and he goes yard. The second one was really a no-doubter. Also, congrats to that fan who caught that. Did you guys see that? Yeah, that was impressive. a that was a special moment. If I was that person, I would clip that off and put that in my highlight reel. But anyways, um, it's the first time he's had two home runs in a single game in his entire career. And he confirmed that. I was telling you guys earlier on social media last night, he tweeted out, first two uh, first two home run game in my entire life gone is good and previous to that he had only hit one home run in his previous 69 games in his major league career between the Guardians and the Cardinals he's really just added a little bit of a spark and I know that says weird to, is just weird to say because we see what's going on with the Cardinals this season but he has a great personality you can see that the guys really do like him plays great defense and is really making the most of this opportunity and that's exactly what I think the Cardinals were hoping 
hoping for with some of these injuries that you've seen happen throughout the course of the season is that guys would be able to step up, uh, step up. If only Richie was here maybe a little bit sooner. I do think the outfield is very crowded going into next season, mm-hmm. but I believe possibly he's doing enough where you have to consider him at least in a bench role moving forward for 2024. He's playing well. Guys rally around him, and that was a huge moment for him last night. By the way, his brother Josh also hit a home run for the Pirates last night. Here's the thing about Richie that I really like is that he brings a lot of really good elements off the bench. He obviously can hit for power. He can hit. You can bring him off as a pinch runner. He's a representative outfielder. Everything that you would want from a bench player, he can do. He's not a one-trick pony. A lot of bench players, you can just you, you take him off the... Alec Burleson, let's just use him as an example, who is a, a very good hitter. Not great, but a, a very good hitter. But you don't bring him in for defense or to run, right? Nah. Richie Palacios is a guy that you can bring bring in for defense or to run, and that's a nice bench player. Yeah, I agree. I think he's he's uh I don't know where his role what his role will be in twenty twenty four, Randy, you think Burleson? No. Or Richie. Richie. I, I think just that. A fourth or fifth outfielder and a guy oh, that you yes. can give him a better number than sixty seven. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he could he could be that guy because I I still think uh, for whatever reason they're gonna find a way to get rid of Dylan Carlson. I don't think that Dylan yes. Carlson's gonna be on the roster and I, I'm pretty sure that Tyler O'Neill's not gonna be on the roster next no, year. Oh. I don't think so. You just can't have those same issues yeah. and availability matters. We talked about that earlier, especially in the outfield. Why not just thin it out some going into next season yeah. and then have Richie being one of your guys available? I like that. I like it as well. Mr. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm going to go with Giovanni, Giovanni Gallegos, who has, in his last six games, has pitched five innings, given up four hits, only two earned runs, two walks, nine strikeouts. We talked about it earlier. Who is going to be on this staff going into 2024? And I think this is one name. I, prior to, I guess, the last week and a half, two weeks, JoJo Romero was the only one I have felt comfortable with out of the bullpen on a consistent basis. You, you, you got Steven Matz, who we know will be here even though he's injured right now, he'll be back. Um, you got Miles Michaelis because they're under contract. You got those two guys. They're they're going to be in your rotation more than likely. And then you got Jojo Romero and right now Giovanni Gallegos, who I think we are starting to trust enough in his role. Sixth inning, seventh inning guy. You know, not probably not a closer, not a setup guy, but those important sixth innings, seventh innings, maybe fifth inning to get your starter out of that inning. He's going to be that guy, hopefully, that can get you out of that inning and get you to the next one and, and give you an opportunity to stay in games or get back into games. He's done a really good job uh, for the Cardinals to hear in the last month, last uh, last two or three weeks. I think because he's under contract and they, they seem to like him, I think he'll be here. You just can't use him. As a closer, and it, boy, it'd be nice to know when he's going to explode because he does. He's had some games, man. Where, well, is he the face of the Cardinals' lack of success in converting saves? Uh, no, I think he is. You think so? Yeah. Well, I'd have to look at who has the most blown saves. Well, it's I, I think for it's either him, but Ryan Helsley. I don't know if he's you can six. count yeah. because he's also had injuries a lot Hell this right. season. Was it? Yeah, it was Helsley yeah, in San Francisco. Gallegos got six. Okay, because um, Gallegos was the San Francisco game here that was really bad. Uh, he's he's had some really bad ones. It's been some. It's it, I mean, he had it's the, not the Mets been, game. Yeah, it's not been great all the time. No, but, but when he's I, I, when he's doing well. Bottom line is, good. you don't want him to be your closer because you can't win a World Series with him as your closer. No, so you got to find somebody else probably. But he he yeah. can be trusted. Like I said, that sixth seventh inning. 
type of role yes. where he comes in. What you got, Rock? You got some, you pulled up some information. Oh, that was sure. Loud. So we are looking at uh, 16 save opportunities for Gallegos. He has 10 saves, six blown. Um, Ryan Helsley's at 13 save opportunities, nine saves with four blown saves. So percentage wise, the best one was actually Jordan Hicks, who had 11 save opportunities and he converted eight of those. But yeah, 63% for Gallegos, 69% for Helsley. That's what I thought. Uh, Jojo Romero is at, he just had just five save opportunities he has converted just three of those with two blown saves so just 60 percent and then strands at 50 percent everybody else is at zero out of uh, a handful six or seven total percentages well, across Pilate. at least we have stratton right yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No, no 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 guys and Hicks. no no no, no, no th- those guys were all no 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 we were trade deadline remember we were sellers Oh, is <laughs> over five, by the way. Oh, well, that's not shocking. Yeah. That's five that's least shocking. <laughs> and five save opportunities. That's consistent. <laughs> oh, right. The wrong for type of consistent. That, that's not was, Kate, was Casey Lawrence on here? Hold on a second. <laughs> he probably hasn't had that many opportunities. Uh, Casey at the bat. Yeah, uh, I like that. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, right now, there are 30 major league teams each with 13-man pitching staffs. That's 390 pitchers in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Major League Baseball's first game was played in 1871, which, if I'm not mistaken, that's more than a century ago, right? And then 81, 91, 01, 11, 150 years plus. Long time. There are, as we speak this morning, only 121 pitchers in the history of the sport that have more wins than Adam Wainwright's 199. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Probably not. But is this a career to revere and to appreciate? Absolutely. Because very few people, obviously, percentage-wise, very few, have been able to accomplish what Adam Wainwright has done. Think about that. Of the 22,000 people that have suited up in a Major League Baseball game, and about half of those have been pitchers, and of all those games that have been played, there are 23,095 Major League players in history now. Of all of those that have suited up, only 121 have more wins than Adam Wainwright does. That is amazing. You are one of the best, not only in your sport, just to be able to play, but you're one of the best ever to play the sport. And I think we need to appreciate, as difficult as this year has been, how impressive this career from 2005 to 2023 has been. It, 100%. I, I still do not understand. This season has been terrible, not just for Adam Wainwright, as we've seen through that, but also for this entire team. I'm sorry. I don't get the anger, the hate, feeling like Adam Wainwright basically has stolen money. CD, we talked about it last yeah. week, where people are saying that he's fleecing the Cardinals fans and organization. He has done so much for this organization. And guess what? He earned that contract this year with what he has done prior to it. Last year? Yes. Last year, he was seventh in the National League in innings and 14th in earned run average. Exactly. And I know that some people will point to September and things that happened there. It was things that it was more injury related and he discussed that. But then you go into this season and then he got injured with the World Baseball Classic. We know how that played out. Started out the year on the injured list. I don't think anybody could have predicted how this season would go for Adam Wainwright. But then this entire team, mm-hmm. he's not the only pitcher on this pitching staff. He 
He's not the only person responsible for this season. I think it's just very weird and cowardly to take out your anger on him, somebody who has done so much for this organization and this fan base. Absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah. And you, we, we can, I wonder like how Mets fans, this is baseball, how, how do Mets fans feel about the Justin Verlander era? Hmm. Well, it was over before it started. Yeah. Uh, there, there are, first of all, 99.9% of the people in sports try hard. And Adam Wainwright clearly is a guy that tries hard. He's doing everything that he can. might be a little high. Okay, 99.5. <laughs> yeah, they, they are. Some guys are really talented and they don't have to try well, hard. Okay, good point. <laughs> yeah. Good point. But he's not one yeah. of them. He's yeah. not one of them. But he's, he has, uh, hey, if you're a Cardinal fan, and I get there, there are people that, A, just... They, they just want to hate. They want to be mad. They want to be outraged. I get that. There are people that hate the Cardinals. A lot of pe- people hate the Cardinals because they've been good for a long time. And there's a lot of people that hate St. Louis. So I, I get those people that they don't, uh, they feel it's important for them to voice their displeasure with Adam Wainwright. But generally, if you're going to tune into this show, you're a St. Louisan that's a Cardinal fan that is a good person and you appreciate goodness and goodness on and off the field from Adam Wainwright. And just one last little point. Remember, we talked about this before. Frank Cusimano did an interview with John Mosellock not too long ago. What was that like last month or something like that? And remember, Mosellock said when Frank asked him, when did you feel like there was something going wrong with this team this season? He said April. He said mm-hmm. April that he knew something was amiss with this team. So my suggestion is, if even the president of baseball operations felt like something was off this team, it wasn't just Wainwright, and they should have added some more pitching depth, because that was another big conversation this season. What else would you have been able to do in that situation for the Cardinals this year with Adam Wainwright? Nothing. What is the suggestion? Nothing. Yeah, what, what are you going to do, Right. I don't know that there's... There wasn't enough no, pitching depth to even... No. Uh, yeah, He had to be a guy, and he had to have confidence. Well, they had confidence. I guess you didn't have to have confidence that he was going to be able to turn things around as he has in the past. That's Brooke. That's Carrie. I'm Randy, and that is your Birdwatch here on 101 ESPN. Coming up, stick around for the fight. Do we need a fighter today, sir? We do. Text in 314-399-9646. 314-399-YO-HO! With your name and the word fight, the fight's coming your way on 101 ESPN. Back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome to the fight! In the red corner, average Joe Listener. And in the blue corner, the undisputed king of Morning Drive. Please welcome Randy Carriker. to the opening drive. I am Kerry David, joined by Brooke Grimsley, and it is time for the fight. And our fighter today is Hunter. Hunter, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Are you ready to take on Randy Carricker? I am. All right. Here we go. During the 2005 wild card game, which Steelers defensive lineman injured Carson Palmer, causing a change in the rule book that offseason? Was it Aaron Smith, Brett Kiesel, or Kimo Von Allhoffen? I'll go Aaron Smith. All right. Who is the only wide receiver to finish in the top three in MVP voting multiple times? Is it Jerry Rice, Cooper Cup, or Randy Moss? Um, can you go over the first option again? Jerry Rice, Cooper Cup, or Randy Moss? 
I'll go Jerry Rice. With three home runs last night, the 2023 Braves broke the NL home run record, topping which squad's 2019 mark of 279? Is it the Phillies, the Nationals, or the Dodgers? Uh, I will go the Dodgers. Which defenseman had the most power play points for the Blues last season with 14? Is it Callie Rosen, Tori Krug, or Justin Falk? Justin Falk. We are double-checking the score. Are you okay? Yeah, I didn't hear uh, his answer for number three. Um, so I was, that's, uh, I was very much double-checking the score right. and going to get ready. You're looking a little confused. Uh, Hunter, how you feel? Uh, I'm not too... I'm not feeling too great. No? Okay, well, you know, you, you sounded pretty confident. Yeah. yeah that, that has to count for something, right? Uh, three of them were guesses. Oh, well, shoot. Well... <laughs> Randy usually guesses as well, so we'll see how that goes. He does guess. Randy, say hello to Hunter. Hunter, good morning. How you doing? Morning, Randy. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. We appreciate it. Thank you. You ready? Ready. During the 2005 wildcard game, which Steelers defensive lineman injured Carson Palmer, causing a change in the rule book that offseason? The Carson Palmer rule. Okay, I I know who it's going to be, so I will uh, do the lifeline because I don't remember the name. Aaron Smith. Nope. Brett Kiesel. Kimo Von Olhoffen. Kimo Von Olhoffen. That's who it was. No guess. Final answer. So you always guess. Educated guesses. Yeah, that was. Right. Yeah. Yes. Kimo. <laughs> who is the only wide receiver to finish in the top three in MVP voting multiple times? Seems like this would be a Jerry Rice thing. Um... I don't, I don't think, well, let's see, multiple times. Moss had the year in 07. Maybe I'll go Randy Moss. Um, I'll go 98 and 07 for Randy Moss. With three home runs last night, the 2023 Braves broke the NL home run record, topping which squad's 2019 mark of 279? 279 home runs. In 2019, I think the, well, let's see. Um, the only team it could have been in in the West is in 2019 is the Doyers. I don't think that the Rockies did that. Um, Mets, Nationals didn't. Um, Marlins definitely didn't. Phillies. I don't think they did it in 2019. I'll go with uh, boy, that's a lot of home runs for the Doyers, so. though. Um, what about our division? Uh, Cards, Cubs, Brewers, Reds, Pirates. Um, 2019. Okay, I will. Uh, I'm just trying to think of who was on that Dodgers team. It doesn't seem like they hit that many home runs that year. That was like. Turner, I don't remember who the first baseman was. Will Smith was young. Okay. 2019. Um, they're the only ones. They're the only ones I can think of. I'll, you know what? I'll do the Braves. 2019 Braves. But they broke their own record. Final question. Which defenseman had the most power play points for the Blues? last season with 14 
Their leading defenseman scorer was Tori Krug. And he played a lot on the power play. So I'm going to go with Tori Krug. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a tie. Woo, that was a shocking one. I did not see the tie coming here today. But let's go through the rules here for Hunter. Hunter, I'm going to read out the tiebreaker question. We're going to give Randy Kerker a moment to write down his answer. Then we'll get your answer audibly. Then Randy Kerker will read out, read out his answer. And then whoever's closest to the pin wins today's fight. Do you understand those rules? I do. All right, Randy. Do you have? Uh, do you understand the rules? I understand the rules. I have to double check sometimes. Do you have your paper and pen? I do. Okay, here we go. How many career wins did friend of the show Jason Isringhausen finish with? How many career wins did friend of the show Jason Isringhausen finish with his mm. entire career? Not his Mets career, his Cardinals career, his whole shooting match. So this includes the Angels and um, wherever else he pitched. <laughs> um, okay. I'll go 180. Randy Carricker wrote down. What was Wait, that? Sorry, sorry, hold on. Hold on one yeah, moment. Uh, he didn't want him to Sorry, Hunter, what was your Randy. answer? Oh. 180. Randy Carricker, you have written down 40. All right, we have a winner in today's fight. You got to do some quick math, Rock. I, I, have to, I, I did some quick math, okay. I'm really. I'm you didn't very, announce it, no, though. I'm, I'm very, no, this, this was quicker math. <laughs> okay. Sometimes the math's really hard. Sometimes the math's really easy. <laughs> Sevens and sixes throw me off. Yeah. I just, it's, it's weird to... Weird to do addition and subtraction with it, but no, no sevens and sixes in these guesses. So I'm all good, Gary. We're, we're, we're fast through. We have a winner of today's tiebreaker and a winner of today's fight. Ring that bell. The winner and still champion of the fight, Randy Carricker. The fight is presented by Golf Discount of St. Louis with the most experienced club fitters in town. Why shop anywhere else? <laughs> Just win, baby. I'm sorry, Hunter. After notching about 30 wins with the Mets, he would switch over to being a reliever the most majority of his career. He would finish with 51 career wins. Randy just 11 off. He is the winner of today's fight, Hunter, but a good 2-2 tie. Take him to the tiebreaker. Well done today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, Hunter. it, Hunter. Absolutely. Let's go through those questions during the 2005 AFC wildcard game. Which Steelers defensive lineman injured Carson Palmer, causing a change in the rulebook that offseason? It's actually uh, the chemo clause, as they call it, because it was, in fact, chemo von Olhoffen for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who is the only wide receiver to finish in the top three MVP multiple times. It is, in fact, Jerry Rice, who has a smattering, about four of them across the 80s and the early 90s. Uh, with three home runs last night, the 2023 Braves broke the NL home run record, which was set in 2019 of 279 by the Los Angeles Dodgers. And which defenseman had the most power play points for the 2022-2023 Blues? It was, in fact, Tory Krug with 14, 10 assists and four goals. Justin Falk was in second with 10 and 2, respectively. And a 2-2 win. And then again, you found out, or 2-2 tie, I should say. And then again, 51 career wins for friend of the show, Jason Isringhausen. Another fight win for Randy. Thank you again for joining the fight and joining the show. Hunter, who's off. Good job, Hunter. Nice going, Izzy. Bye, can we, uh, good job, Izzy. Can we, nice going, can we Izzy. get this person on for the fight tomorrow because I thought their, their yeah, answer... Yeah, you were chuckling about? Well, you, you say it? every time, text in your name and the word fight. Yes, okay, yep. I see what you're saying. Yes. And, and I, this I person texted yes. in your name and the word fight. They should be on the <laughs> fight tomorrow. Such, oh, a, good, such a good dad joke. Such yes. a good dad joke. <laughs> I love it. Coming up next with the, the injury to Tori Krug, what should we expect from Scott Prunovich when camp starts for the Blues on the 21st? That's next on 101 ESPN. You're 
back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. I've been bullish on Scott Pernovich because in the games that we've seen him, BK, you can see the talent, particularly on the power play. And I know you can't just get in the lineup based on how you look on the power play. You got to play five on five. And, you know, that part of his game hasn't necessarily come yet, but it's because he needs some games. And look, he was ready to come in at the end of last season, but the Blues made, I believe, a wise choice and said, you know, let's keep him in Springfield. Let's let him play. Let's get him some games. He did. He finished the season strong. He went over the world championships and played, and he's really looking forward to this camp. That's our Blues Insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, yesterday on BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Scott Perunovich has had a rough go of it in the NHL. As a matter of fact, you think about it, he's played 19 games in the regular season, no goals and six assists, and he has been a power play specialist, but he's played seven games in the playoffs, so 19 games in the regular season. Uh, and because of injuries, he's been held back. And seven in the playoffs. This year, Perunovich, who just turned 25 a couple of weeks ago, is signed to a one-year, one-way contract. So he's either going to be on the Blues or he's not going to be in the organization, presumably. They, I would doubt that they would pay him the 775000 to play at Springfield this year. I'm intrigued to, to see, I have been for a long time, what Perunovich can bring to the table and... As we've mentioned on this show, Perunovich and Tori Krug are essentially the same player. And the question is, can Perunovich do it at a similar level for a lot less money? Yes, that, that is the big question because everybody has been wanting to see what Perunovich is capable of because he's a Hobie Baker award winner. That is huge. And to be able to have that person on your team, you would like to see what he is capable of. But it's interesting because there is so many similarities in the way that the two play. There's obviously an age difference, but there's so many similarities in the size and you want two guys defensively who move the puck well, and that's what they both bring to the table. But the story with both of them recently with the Blues has been injuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you mentioned it there with Scott Prunovich. He was ready to go last season, but then he had to have surgery on his shoulder. And so that sidelined him. But then when you look at Tory Krug and his three seasons with the Blues and this first one, you don't exactly count it because remember, it was 56 games that they played. So he played in 51 games in that shortened 56 game season, 64 games and then 63 games availability is what matters. And that's something that you keep seeing over and over again with Tory Krug, especially with this defensive unit. And we saw all the woes that they had last season is availability matters in those situations. And also it mattered with special teams because special teams struggled mightily last season. for the Blues. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's, a, that's, that's putting it politely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, I think, you know, they were trying to trade Tory Krug at the beginning before the season started. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, they have a lot of defensemen, and I think maybe this injury helps sort some of those things. Are you look at the, what the Cardinals had in the outfield, where they had guys end up getting hurt and had to send Jordan Walker down because there were so many; it was just too cluttered. Right now, I mean, I still like Tyler Tucker. I think he I thought he was, did a really good job. I obviously I love Cali Rosen. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. You got Marco Scandella. You got uh, Pareko, obviously, and, and and Nick Letty, who are going to do what they do. Uh, but Robert Bertuzzo, what, what what do you get? You know, where are we going with some of these guys? And and it, it's crowded right now. So maybe mm-hmm. this injury allows guys to have an opportunity to to sort this self out. Sort itself out. Well, it's hard to imagine for me, and I hope it 
her turns out. But for a guy that has been injured for three years, what should our expectations be of an availability for Scott Perunovich? That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Before we find out what he can do as a player and what he can do on the power play, can he get on the ice? Yes. And so far, he hasn't shown the ability to do that. And shoulder injuries, we saw it with Jack Flaherty in baseball. We saw it with Vladdy here. Sh- uh, shoulder injuries are tough to come back from. They are. They are very tough to come back from. And when it comes to Scott Perunovich, they're so similar in so many ways. So you talk about there with being undersized, similar playing styles. And also, I'm assuming now this is going to be a great opportunity for Scott Perunovich to step up and quarterback the power play mm-hmm. unit. That's what he's going to be able to do in this position how is he going to be able to step up in that role and is he going to be able to make an impact pretty early on because remember with this Tory Krug injury he is going to be reevaluated by October 1st so essentially we're going to be able to see Perunovic in this role for the preseason will he be able to stay healthy will he be able to contribute points wise and make enough of an impression because I do think the Blues based off was especially with what you said CD that's the point exactly is it seems like the Blues are ready to move on to him to see what he's capable of because they were ready to move on from Tory Krug this past offseason. Right. As soon as I saw that Sco- that Scott Perunovich contract that they were going to extend him and they did, my first thought after that was, what are they going to do with Tory Krug? <laughs> what are they going to do with Tory Krug? And then you saw that Army was trying to move him, which that was a very good tactical move. And I completely understand Krug wanting to stay here in St. Louis. He has a family. He has built a life here. From what I understand, he has built a home here. So that's nothing against him. Maybe it's about finding the right fit because defensively, we saw what happened last year with the defensive unit. You can't have that happen again this year. And hopefully... Tory Crew can stay healthy eventually to contribute to his typically the contract plays. But with Perunovich, I do think he is the future in that role. And it's interesting that you brought up Tyler Tucker, CD, because I think everybody that watched the Blues last year is intrigued by what he can do. So if, if you're going to give Perunovich a chance and you're going to give Tyler Tucker a chance, then is Marco Scandella the odd man out on the left side? Is Nick Letty the odd man out on the left side? I'm interested to see how on opening night, their defensive pairings shape up. We know that Falk is going to be there. We know that Pareko right. is going to be there, right? Yep. So th- yes. those two are going to be in there. But otherwise, I-, I think there should be, as far as I'm concerned, an open competition for the rest of the spots. Really? You, you well, don't... Nick Letty doesn't doesn't give you much. He doesn't do much that for was, you. Well, last season was very disappointing, but he wasn't the only one. He was, was it was not. very disappointing. Nick Letty, I think that they were wanting that role, that pairing for him to work out more. And I do like Tyler Tucker a lot, and yes. he he made a lot of strides off season. Really well, last year, I don't think he's a top four defenseman. Who who do you put in there then? I mean, who is who is the guy? Well, who are the other four? If if we Falk like Rosen and, and better Brick, than they do, I definitely do. But he's more offensive minded. I, I like him on the power. He, play. he was their best plus minus guy last yes, year. I mean, he was one of the top plus minus guys in the history of the game. Yes, but not year. many opportunities night after night for whatever reason. Right. So let's just try to piece this together then. <laughs> so Pareko and Tucker. Together? No. Uh, Letty? I think it will be Letty early on because I'm sure it seems like from the comments from this past offseason, they believe that it was more of a one-off. You also have 
a coaching change, which I know that that he's not that coach is not going out there on mm-hmm. the ice and doing everything for them. Mm-hmm. But still, a coaching change, maybe a change in philosophy this coming season. And Colton Pareko, while overall it felt like last season definitely was a disappointment. And there was a great article that Jeremy Rutherford at the Athletic did where he spoke to Colton Pareko about last season and how that was for him. But if you look towards the end of the season for Colton Pareko, he was doing a lot better at handling those extra minutes. Okay, so presuming Tori Krug is out, do you best serve Scott Perunovich by pairing him with Falk then? Yes, I could see that. So Letty Pareko, Falk, uh, Perunovich, Perunovich. Mm-hmm. and then... Who you got? Then you got Bortuzzo and Scandella or Tucker? Tucker. Yes, exactly. Obviously, and or Rosen. Rosen is the odd man out. He's going to be the eighth guy. Yeah, and they might. Well, no, they'll probably carry seven. Yeah. But Tory Crew could very easily be back for opening night, too. So we're speculating here about something that might never happen. But I think that they've got some options, and we'll see how Mike Weber, the new defensive coach, handles everything. But they've got options that they didn't have last year because they're giving their youth an opportunity. Foot injuries, though, are are an issue as well. I talk about back and, and lower legs. Anything lower extremity, when it's a foot, ankle, not a problem. That, that, mm-hmm. that heals. Foot Unless you're in Rodgers. Unless you're in Rodgers. That's an Achilles. Yeah. They told us it was different. an ankle. It was an Achilles. Yeah. Foot in- injuries tend to keep coming back up in the, uh, over and over again during the season. So we'll, that'll be something to pay attention to as well. It's the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Brooke, Carey, and Randy coming up. We've got our rush hour reset. Cardinals and Adam Wainwright with a win last night. We'll talk about it next time on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. We're recapping the biggest sports stories of the day on the opening drive with a rush hour reset. As you wake up this morning, Adam Wainwright now has 199 career victories. The Cardinals with a victory last night in Baltimore, and Adam picked up win number 199. It's uh, been a long time coming. He'll join us, by the way, at the bottom of the hour. Thrilled for that. Thrilled Very for that. excited. And I was really worried about the Cardinals blowing the lead. I figured yeah. <laughs> once this one went to the bullpen, yeah. I thought, yeah, we got some problems here. It was especially it was like a 3-2 <sighs> when he, it was like the score was 3-2 right when he exited the game. And we've seen what's happened when games are typically that close for the Cardinals this season. So I feel like it's fair to be very nervous at that this point. Is, this is a good thing, though. I mean, you it's not a playoff pressure moment, but there is pressure associated with yeah. what they have to do. And sometimes when you are... In pressure moments, you grip the ball a little bit tighter. You mm-hmm. you throw it a little bit. Mistakes, it, mistakes happen. happen. Things that you normally wouldn't do because you're thinking about the moment. Um, you do so. I think this is a good opportunity for. I don't know which one of these guys is going to be on the roster next year, but if they're on the roster here or elsewhere, having those pressure packed moments helps you going forward. He had Wayne or I did a few pre- pressure packed for. Moments last night. Now all attention turns to Adam Wainwright. Brad, it's been far too long since Adam has enjoyed the sweet taste of victory. Yeah, you're right. Is it about that time? June 17th, the last time Waino got a victory that was in New York against the Mets. The Hyundai Pitch Arsenal, you know what Adam's working with. The sinker, curve, cutter, four seam, and changeup. Straw came out of that corner. Santander complaining about strike two. And Wainwright has his first out of the game. Little chopper. He's got it. Second one. Turn to first. Double play. Wayno got out of it. And strike three 
Ortiz surprised him inside corner. A perfect pitch for Wainwright. And how about this sinker? He sees that pitch coming in. He's thinking it's going to be a cutter, and Adam brings it back on him. He got him! Frazier swings and misses, and Wainwright makes another huge pitch to end the fifth inning. He bends but doesn't break. Frazier chased Uncle Charlie. Wainwright giving the Cardinals five innings last night. Two runs, seven hits, struck out three and walked three. Gallegos comes on for two-thirds of an inning. And then Libertor with an inning and a third before King pitched a scoreless eighth and Helsley with a scoreless ninth. And the Cardinals win it 5-2 over Baltimore. How did Wayno feel about that outing? It was a good one. It was a good one. It's, it's been a long time coming, but... Um... Tonight, my stuff was better. I had better better action on my pitches and, you know, better mindset. Tacked better. It's a great team over there, so I'm glad we won, and uh, it was a good win for our team, too. And uh, Wainwright, third all-time, and will finish third all-time in wins for the Cardinals with win number 199. And every single win that he'll get in the majors will come in a Cardinal uniform. Very nice. That is incredible and deserves to be celebrated. BT said it there. It was his last, the last win that he had gotten was June 17th. So 11 starts in between there. One stint on the injured list during that time. We've seen him. He's been battling and there's times, that's why you get nervous in that game last night because there's been times where you think he's getting close to it. We've seen it so many times. And then we know what happened as the end result of that. So for him to be able to get 199, especially in that way, the bullpen working for him, defense behind him was great. And then Richie Palacios, just a situation that he wasn't supposed to be in because Nolan Gorman was supposed to be in the game and then dealt with a hamstring injury. But for Palacios to step up in that way, two solo home runs last night, it was a great game. Very good. I mean, maybe, I don't know if it's concerning now, seeing how the season's going. You had Contreras leave the game. Yeah. Uh, you had <laughs> Nolan Gorman leave the game. I don't know if that's a concern, seeing as how it's not like this team is going to make it to the playoffs. But I do find it concerning that Gorman continues to find himself yeah. in the dugout, on the bench, mm-hmm. injured some kind of way, some somehow, some way. It, that That concerns me. Just the lower body, leg injuries, back issues. That, that that's a because eventually something else is going to start hurting. Well, and the thing is, everybody else in Major League Baseball is concerned about it too. So you're thinking about trading for a guy. You say, okay, well, this comes. Is with he it. going to be yeah. able to stick around for us? Is he going to be healthy for us? Some teams are willing, especially with as talented and the skill set that Gorman has, are willing to roll the dice on that. But some teams won't. Yeah, I, we'll see. I, I I don't. Again, I don't think that. He should be. I think he should be in a Cardinals uniform next year. I would love to see him. I think he's got potential to be a really, really good hitter. Um, but we know what the Cardinals need more than anything, and that's pitching. And if teams are calling, and that's the name, the only name, because they're, 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 they'll ask about Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. They'll ask about Nolan Arenado. They'll ask about Jordan Walker. But if you are uh, dead set on not trading any of those guys, and Nolan Gorman is the other name that they ask for, in order to get something, you have to give something. you got to look at it, right? Yep. Tonight, the Cardinals will wrap up the series in Baltimore. 535 start on Bally Sports. C.D. Rom pitches for the Cardinals, and he'll be opposed by St. Louis and Kyle Gibson. C.D. Rom. I like Rahm. where we're still saying that. How about that? that? Yep. And then the Cardinals are off tomorrow before playing an Apple TV game on Friday. And the Cardinals are going to pick uh, Zach Thompson against the ubiquitous TBD. Oh, Ooh. TBD is troubling. That's always. It gives us trouble. Yes. Cardinals. Always. Us. Yeah. That's we are we, in us. We, we're we. One last night. Yeah, we're. We're back to we, baby. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> For how long?
who knows? Mm. Maybe tonight. It's, okay. it's going back to just the Cardinals. Just them. <laughs> Those guys over there. <laughs> Not us. We didn't do that. <laughs> so we weren't involved with that one. The National Football League's Players Association has uh, renewed their call for only grass fields in the NFL. It is kind of ridiculous when you think about all of these NFL stadiums that are switching to grass for the World Cup. Yeah, it's it's lazy and cheap, cheap. in my opinion. Because grass obviously is going to cost more to maintain. The turf, you put it down, it's a one-time fee, and it lasts for however long you need it to last. I understand it for high schools and, and, and colleges and things like that, but when you're in the NFL, when you have billionaire owners that can replace... We, we replaced grass. It, it didn't work out well, Randy. I, somebody needs to Google the Miami Dolphins versus Pittsburgh Steelers in 2007. It was the worst oh, yeah. I've mm. ever played on. But we replaced the grass, I guess, three days before the game mm-hmm. was played, put a new side down. Didn't take hold. Didn't didn't grab the way that it needed to. And it, it, it hurt some guys. But the ability to put grass down and put new grass down, like I said, it's going to cost you more. But you would much rather play on grass than turf. Even we, we've transitioned from the old AstroTurf that was carpet, for those that don't know. It li- was carpet. On a sidewalk. Carpet on a sidewalk. Yeah. It was the worst thing ever. The burns you would get from that, there's still scars on some some athletes from those burns. And then we transitioned to what we have now, the synthetic turf, turf which is better, but it's still carpet on concrete mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So. And Lloyd Howell, the new president of the NFLPA, said moving all stadium fields to high-quality natural grass surfaces is the easiest decision the NFL can make. The players overwhelmingly prefer it, and the data is clear that grass is simply safer than artificial turf. It's an issue that has been near the top of the players' list during my team visits and one I have raised with the NFL. And we've got the technology now so that if you have a dome stadium like they do in Detroit or yeah. L.A. or whatever, you can put that sort of grass down and they, in Arizona, they've got the setup so that you can just—it's on a tray and they can wheel it out and then just put it back in when they have a game. Hey, how much money the, the owners are thinking about spending when they hear a tray of grass being oh, brought out to the field fine. and then taken off? <laughs> yeah, that's not how they, they work. Well, here's the thing: if you're the Jets, you're paying seventy-five million dollars for Aaron Rodgers to not play for you, probably for eh. forever, right? So if you have to spend five million dollars on grass, would you rather spend the seventy-five? And this year it's what uh, thirty-eight million for yeah. Rogers? I think. Would you rather rather pay him thirty-eight million dollars to be hurt, or should you have spent five million dollars on grass so that he doesn't? Yeah, probably. That was going to be my question. Do you think that injury still would have happened with Aaron Rodgers at MetLife uh, if yes. it was grass? Because you could see in the slow mo, his foot did slide. So I know that that's kind of the argument with turf and the issues with it. And I know it was raining beforehand, and you can't protect grass from rain. Right. So, do you think that injury still would have happened? I, I think the fact that he was trying to push off with a 240, 50 pound man <laughs> yeah. on his back, yeah. trying to tackle him to the ground, trying to get away—all of the stress of that is mm-hmm. what popped that that Achilles. And it's football. I mean, things happen. Guys get hurt. Guys get rolled up on. Guys tackle people hard and wrong, and and sometimes it hurts like hell. And so. It's just football. I don't. I don't think that turf versus grass would have changed the outcome of that play. Mm-hmm. What would have changed it? I, I was watching. <laughs> funny thing, I was watching uh, the highlights. Aaron Rodgers played how many plays? Four plays. Four plays. Four. Yeah. Yes. Three. Two or three passes. Was it? Was it? Uh, two couple, passes. Two passes. Both passes. There was somebody in his face. <laughs> so what would have helped more than turf <laughs> or grass 
is a better offensive line. Yeah. Hey, keep him out yep. of my face. Yeah, and Please by the way, and thank you. About nine and a half million dollars of play for Aaron Rodgers this season. <sighs> Not bad. You wow. live it right, buddy. Yeah. Not bad. Done something right. I don't know. That is today's rush hour reset. Coming up, we've got rock and rolling at the bottom of the hour. Adam Wainwright, Wednesdays with Wayno on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Let's rock. Let's rock today. Hey, your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next Tuesday night's Budweiser Bash. Cardinals and Brewers on September 19th. You can get all the details for the Bud Bash at cardinals.com slash promotions. But it's the final Bud Bash game of the season and features a limited edition Brendan Ryan bobblehead giveaway. And all you need to do is text in and answer our trivia question today. That number is 314-399-9646. 314-399-YOHO! And if you answer this question correctly, you get the Budweiser Bash four-pack of tickets. Matthew, what's today's question? Brendan Ryan. Oh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> yeah, sure? I, I, I heard it when you heard it. Are you sure? At the same okay, time. Have the same time. Have the same time. Who is the only other MLB franchise, or which is the only other MLB franchise, that Brendan Ryan played more than 300 games for? Which is the only other MLB franchise that Brendan Ryan played more than 300 games for? Okay. The other Next the, the non-other one being the Cardinals, obviously, since hence the bobblehead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hence the bobblehead. That would be weird if they just said bobbleheads for other people. I've seen the Cardinals do weirder. Be random. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the trivia question today. And what, 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 what text number are we doing, Randy? Uh, we are doing texture number 37. There you go. And also, I just want to say, um, the winner from yesterday, John, if you could please uh, text John. into the text line with your information. We, we lost your text yesterday. We want to get you those tickets for your Brendan Rival yes. bobblehead and your Bud Bash tickets. So please text into the text line. That's uh, 314-399-9646. Thank you, John. And, oh, by the way, Blues Camp starting one week from tomorrow and one week from Friday. You can join us for the Anheuser-Busch Brewery's Fabulous Blues and Brews will be there. You can get fired up for the blues season. It's an outdoor street party. Features live music from country music star Chris Lane and local blues musician Marquise Knox. It includes appearances by Binner, uh, Perry, Schenner, Tomer, Falker, Hazer, Chief, and Blues alumni. Yeah, we didn't decide bonker. what Kevin Hayes' nickname was. No, Kevin Hazy. Kev? I think Hazy. 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 Yeah. I like Hazy. I like that. Okay, we'll, we'll make that the one. Uh, food Trucks 101 ESPN giveaways, and we'll have all the fun things going on. Tickets for Blues and Brews on sale now. All the details at 101ESPN.com. Blues and Brews presented by Bud Light, by 101 ESPN, and by 92.3 WIL, where they play music from Chris Lane. There you go. Um, there's a little bit of controversy going on right now in the NHL. Uh, Paul Bissonnette, uh, somebody yes. just call him Biz, on the Spitting Chickless podcast, he had a has a little bone to pick with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Biz new, Nasty, by the way. Biz Nasty, I guess. Biz, or, Biz Nasty, Bissonnette. Yeah. I think it, it all it Former all works. Blue PTO guy. There you go. And he has an issue to. Uh, he, he's got a bone to pick with the Columbus Blue Jackets head coach. I get a text from a, a player. He goes, "Have you heard what Babcock is up to again?" And I'm like, "No." So he gets to Columbus, and one of the first things he does is he calls in Boone Jenner, the captain of the team, and he says, 
Let me see the photos in your phone. I want to know the type of person you are. What the f- is going on? Is that is that even legal? Well, there has now been statements from Mike Babcock and the Columbus Blue Jackets, also uh, Boone Jenner, from the from Babcock. While meeting with our players and staff, I asked them to share off their phones, family pictures, as part of the process of getting to know them better. There was absolutely nothing more to it than that. This was this the way this was portrayed on the Spitting Chicklets podcast was a gross misrepresentation of those meetings and extremely offensive. Also, the comment from Boone Jenner while meeting with Babs, he asked me about my family and where I'm from, my upcoming wedding wedding and hockey related stuff he had then asked if i had pictures of my family and if i was happy to share him with share them with him he showed me pictures of his family i thought it was a great first meeting and a good way for us to start and build our relationship to have this blown out of proportion is really disappointing this has then been followed up from uh Bissonnet on twitter slash x who quote tweeted and said tell babs to knock off the bs enough with putting guys on the spot in the coach's room asking them to link their phones up to airplay mode and grilling them i've had tons of players confirm it hmm. there's a lot to take away i was very deep into all of this yesterday just watching it play out on social media and look i know that babs has that reputation in the past and i don't think that that helps him in mm-hmm. this case but i will say one thing having worked in media and working currently in media but also from a journalist standpoint something that can help you in the future and this is for biz when it comes to avoiding a defamation lawsuit is maybe leave out names you put boone jenner in a very tough situation there where what is he going to say when, when right, he plays exactly. for this team, what is he going to say in this? He still could have gotten the story across without using Boone Jenner's name. He could say, I know some players currently who play for Columbus where they tell me this happens or some former players. And it sounds like it was former players and maybe some current players that had brought this up to biz. I do think if there is something bad going on, it is important to bring up that conversation and discuss it. But there is a way that protects you legally a little bit more in this situation by not bringing up some Names to avoid a defamation defamation lawsuit, because then if it does go to that point, because it seems like the NHL is taking this very seriously and they're going to look into it, which they should. They should look into this because that is very an uncomfortable position to put your players in if you're doing it in an invasive way. Because sometimes, you know, if it's the way that they're portraying it on the Columbus side, they're trying to make it seem like, oh, well, you know, people show pictures of their family and friends. But the way that Biz is presenting it is that he's like, pull up your phone. Let me go through your photos and see what kind of man you are and that's that is invasive but once again just on a defamation side to avoid a lawsuit just leave out some of the names and i and and leave boone's name out of it because that's a really tough position unless he said yes you can use my name that's a tough position to put him in i I think there is some obviously some truth to to what was said and and the the tricky part is the the details the devil is in the details right it's yeah he said do you mind sharing pictures of your family? I've known you all pretty long. I've never said, "Hey, Randy, pop open your phone. Let me see some pictures of your family. What you yeah. got going on in your?" I don't. That, that that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. So I think there is some truth to this. And and uh, obviously, as a player in the organization, you're going to push back, saying, "No, no, no, that's not what happened." Because that that is your job. That's where you work at. And so, the fact that someone would come and say, "Hey," Here's my family. Show me yours. Like yeah. those conversations, generally. Hey, look at what am I? What, what are my not kids human did. conversations? Yeah, no. I, like, yeah. I would show you. Hey, look what my son did this weekend. Yeah. And that would be me showing it to you. You wouldn't come and say, Hey, what'd your son do this weekend? Let me see your pictures. Let me see your phone. Give like, me your photos no, that, right that's now. Strange. <laughs> so I do think that there's some truth to this, and and you know probably will come out. You you just have to 
be respectful of other people's space and their privacy and, and how you go about your, your day-to-day work. It, like I said, putting putting Boone in a tough position there. And and I get it. And if it's if all that stuff is going on, because it does sound really weird and social media had a heyday with it, with all the different memes and stuff that they came with, it does sound really weird. And where there's smoke, there's typically fire, as yes. we know. But... I, I think there is other ways to go around it that protects Biz more from a legal standpoint. But it seems like he also likes those kind of battles, so maybe yeah. he enjoys that. I have to go through a lot of pictures to get to my family. See? <laughs> How many wing pictures did you have to get through first? Well, so here, here's my family. It's, oh, it's your dog. Yeah. Yeah. laying on the back of the couch. Here we go. So Here's my family. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about that, huh? Just pull, pull up that? a weird picture from yeah, the well, internet. What do you think, just, Rock? What do you think about this situation? I just think, I mean, if you... It, you can't do things with adults that you would normally treat a room full of 12-year-olds. Like, if, if, if this is how... You shouldn't if, do that with 12-year-olds. No, I don't know 12-year-olds. You shouldn't, but yeah. I, I know for a fact that, like, this is, a, this is a very, like, high school teacher thing to me. Like, like hey, if you guys, if I find you screwing around on your phone, I'm going to take it and we're going to show the entire class what, you're, what you were doing. Like, it's a very high school, middle school, like, disciplinarian stepping over their line, then weird and it's insanely weird for someone to do this to grown men in in this environment it is colossally weird because the airplay factor too the the thing that it's not just let me see it's that he wants you to then airplay it up onto the big screen and that's when he's been accused of before is that he would take players phones and then airplay it up to the big screen Mm. so the entire team meeting could then see stuff yeah i don't that's colossally weird and it seems like they're trying to be some hardcore like again, like disciplinarian for a bunch of twelve-year-olds, and that's not what your job is. But yeah. as a professional athlete, you have the right to say, "Uh, hell no, hell get no. the hell out of my face." Yes, just, and you can say it just like that. Do like Roger Dorn, bring your contract with you too. No. Be like, or fine, list me just, right. Where are my contracts? Does it say I have to provide away. you yep. with my phone? Walk here's, away. Here's the other thing you could do. Say, I'm an Android guy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no airplay for you. And Sorry. he says, and he just takes her. Sorry. Sorry to boot that. Uh, just he takes your phone. And like I said, I, I don't have a problem with bringing things to the surface because that definitely is weird. I totally agree with that. I just think unless Boone Jenner said that that was okay to yeah, use his agree. name, probably should not. Listen, yeah. man, that, wait, let's be honest. That's there are things that, in that well, phone that they don't want anyone and to that's see. What, you should listen to the, the rest of what Biz said. <laughs> um, basically, think, too many bleeps for radio, but yeah. That there are things in that day? Nah, 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 Hell nah. no. <laughs> yeah, there's some consternation going on yeah, in the nah, Columbus dressing room. One final call, by the way, for uh, yesterday's winner of the Grab Bay giveaway, John. Please text in your information to the text line or else we're going to have to give those tickets to potentially waiting. somebody else. Hey, did, John. We, did we get a winner for today? We have a winner for today. We just got to put their information in and I got to get so their So we info. can tell everybody that he played for. The Seattle Mariners is the only other team he played for more than 300 games. In fact, kind of almost an identical career that he had with the Mariners they had with the Cardinals, like 1,200 like 1200 bats, nine home runs, like 90 career RBI. Very similar, like 300, 400 game stretches. Got yelled at more here. Well, I mean, if you leave your glove, what do you expect? Yeah, right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to have a Wednesdays with Wayno, Adam Wainwright here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. It's time for Wednesdays with Wayno on the opening drive. We're talking life, baseball, and what's happening at Big League Impact with Cardinals pitcher Adam Wainwright. Wednesdays with Wayno is presented by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite contractor.
him up. Who's got it? Tommy's got it. And the Cardinals have won it. Chip carried the call last night on Bally Sports. Not only had the Cardinals won it, but Adam Wainwright had won number 199 for his career. It's the opening drive. Brooke Grimsley, Super Bowl champ, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker. And we go to the celebrity line now where Adam Wainwright is standing by. Congratulations, sir. How you doing? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. We're always excited to have you on. And I, I got to find out what your emotion was last night. Was it joy or relief that you finally got to 199? And it had been a while since you got a W next to your name. <laughs> Probably all of those emotions. Um, you know, my wife was here and we got back to the room last night and I was just grinning. And she goes, what, what are you grinning about? Just the game? And I said, I think that's one of my favorite wins of my whole career. And she just started laughing. She goes, me too, me too. And I, and I think it, and it's not that, you know, I pitched my best game, whatever, but I, I did pitch better. I had better stuff, but, and that's a great team over there, by the way. But I think it was just, you know, it had been what, 11 starts or something since I had won a game and um, playing against a great team like that, you know, being my age and the way the season's gone, to know that you could still compete against a great team and in their place, you know, and um, it's just a lot of different reasons. But um, it was one of my favorites, man. I, I loved it. I loved that winning that game and getting those hugs after the game. It's a special time. Well, as Randy mentioned, we saw a lot of emotion for you as you're talking about, too, in that game last night, especially after this moment. Runners lead the payoff pitch. Bouncing ball. Might get two out of it. Got to hurry. There's one. There's two. Double play. The cannon arm of Mason Wynn takes care of Mullins at first. Runner at third. Two out. Big reaction from you after that. That was a big double play to end the fourth. Walk us through the feelings of that moment, Wayno. Yeah, it's a, you know, I had a, <clears throat> I feel like I had him slowed down where I, he was looking for for some spin. I could tell he was sitting on curveball probably, and and he's I faced uh, James a, a bunch of times over my career, and and uh, he he has tended to to sit slow on me where he'll he'll get into spots and know that I want to go to my curveball and, and he'll be ready for it. And I thought, you know, this is a perfect time. We got the top of the order coming up. Um, He's a nine-hole hitter. He's got the top of the order coming up. You know, Adley Rushman's a really tough, tough hitter, and then Gunnar Henderson behind him, really tough hitter. The base is loaded, and 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 it wasn't that they were you know beating the fences down on me at that point. They they had a, a ground ball single that you know got through a hole, and then they they had a little bloop to right, and then um, an error at third. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm making good pitches here. You know, I didn't I didn't overthink it. I thought, I'm, I know I've got him in a spot right now where he should be looking slow like he has in the past. Um, I know I'm making good pitches. There's nothing to change here. Just keep executing. And, and uh actually tried to elevate a heater on him, and uh, he got on top of it. But, um, you know, it's just uh, my mind was in the right spot. You know, sometimes in those spots you can try to do too much. You can – you can think you need to change, you know, too much stuff up, or or get out of your get out of your game or out of your mental zone that you need to be in. And and actually, what I needed to do is just keep keep executing. I, I was executing. I was making good pitches and and uh, you know, good teams like that. You have to keep it simple. You have to you the the main 
the main point of emphasis has to be execution. You know, just making a pitch one after another, and then and then getting the those outs for the next guy too and just until it's over until they take the ball from me Adam we were talking about Brendan Ryan earlier he's got a bobblehead day coming up and we were talking about Chris Carpenter yelling at Brendan Ryan for not being on the field in time you seem like a pretty easygoing guy have you had to uh, snap at a teammate for not being lined up in the correct place at the right time Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's part of being a leader. Yeah. You know that, Kerry. That, that's part of being a leader. Every now and then, and I certainly, that's not what I want to do. And right. in the times that I have had to do that through my career, I go, and it's kind of like parenting almost, especially when you get to my age. You look at them and you go, hey, look, I don't want to yell at you right now, but you're not doing right. <laughs> you know, I I want you to know that this is not acceptable. You know, and there's been, a, there's been probably, shoot, I wouldn't even know. There's been a lot of times where, where I've had to do something similar like that. But, you know, especially guys that I've that I've walked through life with, you know, guys that I've spent time with, they know I care about them. And, and, it's, and it's been said, I, this is one of my favorite sayings, guys, guys don't care about what your opinion is until they know that you care, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and I, I want them to know, my teammates, I, all of them, I want them to know, First and foremost, that I care about them as a person and as a teammate, as a player. I want their career to be great. So that way, when they do step out of line, then I can come at them out of love, but in truth. And they know that I'm, you know, that I'm. First of all, they know I'm serious, but they know that that I that I have um, good reason behind it. You know, that when you when you really care about someone, you can speak into their life more when they know that. And um, you know, and that's not something I like doing. But every now and then, a leader has to do that to keep their team on the right track. Adam, I know that uh, when we get into October and your career is over, you'll have time to reflect and look at your career and your accomplishments. But I try, I'm a big perspective guy. And there have been more than 23,000 players that have donned a major league uniform. Obviously, more than half of those have been pitchers. And there's only 121 guys in Major League Baseball history that have more wins under their belt than Adam Wainwright. What does that mean to you? Well, I started thinking about some of those kind of things the other day a little bit, and I, and those are things I'll I'll think about more after the season. You know, I'm, I'm I am really trying to stay start to start, day to day, get the most out of where I'm at. But um, you know, there's been several things like that that I've been able to experience that only you know a handful of guys have. Um, only a handful of guys have have ever closed out a World Series. You know, just. However many World Series there's been, how many World Series has there been? Hundred and twenty yep. or so, right? Yep. Um, and and the same guys closed out a few of those, right? Like Mariano's closed out a few of those, and you know other Kenley Jansen's probably closed out. Well, he's only closed out one of them, but there's been a few guys that have closed out multiple World Series. So you know you're looking at maybe a, a hundred guys that have ever closed out a World Series, and I got to be one of them. That's special. And uh, to have the wins that we've been able to accrue here in St. Louis, is, it's uh, just like you said, there's only 120 guys. I mean, you know, that still sounds like a lot to me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of trying to chip away some of those numbers. If I can win two more, I can only 119 more because I know John Lester has 200. Actually, I think a couple of people have 200. So if I can it's, win. It's a couple of your former teammates, Finley and Lester, George Uli from the old timey days, and Tim Wakefield is right at 200 also. Four of them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so there you go. So if I can get into that 
five less spot, then that'll be good. But as long as I can pass my good buddy John Lester, then that'll give me some bragging rights. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. By the way, Adam, you mentioned that you're trying to stay in the moment. And I, I talk to players. I think Goldie really does a great job of, of trying to stay in the moment. Albert was. Does anybody really stick out to you that you've played with that you say, man, he was so good about not looking ahead and not looking back and just staying in the moment? Mm, Chris Carpenter, for sure. Chris Carpenter was a master of that, and that was one thing he really taught me. Um, you know, and and I think him and he had a a great upbringing with the Blue Jays when he was teammates with Roger Clemens and Roy Halladay. You know, those were two of the greatest pitchers, and in, in, if you include Carp, three of the greatest pitchers in my mind ever. And so, uh, you know, when those guys were sponging off each other and learning and 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 soaking that all in from from Roger, who's certainly one of the greatest, if not the greatest pitcher of all time. Um, you know, that was something that Cart brought here. And his message to me was always one pitch at a time, execute, 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 one pitch at a time, one pitch at a time. The guy said that till he was green in the face, you know, all the time to me. As soon as you start getting ahead of yourself, hey, hey, slow it down, one pitch at a time. And then, you know, he would use games before as motivation. And then, and then he would never look too far ahead. And that's why I, when you ask me, like, and Miles Michaelis is always asking, like, hey, when, what are you going to do on the San Diego trip? And I'm always like, dude, when's the San Diego trip? I don't even know when that is. You know, like, I don't even know what day it is 90% of the time. I, I really, I, I know that it's, you know, my, today this is my first day after my start. That means we got, I know we got an off day tomorrow. That means I'm on an extra day rest. Uh, and I know I'm pitching against Milwaukee, and that's as far as I know. You know what I mean? So I'll start preparing for them in a day or two, and uh, my work going into it will, will will be the same, and I'll just start, you know, counting those days down until the next start. But I never look two stars ahead, never, 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 and I got that from Carp. 199 obviously being the big story last night, Wayno, but also Richie Palacios with a huge performance coming off the bench with two solo homers last night. It seems like he's really provided a lot of good en- energy since coming up. What have you thought about him? Rich's been great. He's been great. He's played great defense. Um, he's come in and got some clutch home runs for us. He's, I mean, that's three home runs for him, for him now, and he's got them all in big spots for us. You know, last night, we needed those two runs big time, big time, big time. But when you're playing against a team like Baltimore that never turns the engine off, you got to keep adding on runs. You can't get you can't get uh, complacent and you can't get satisfied with being a one or two runs ahead. It's like playing those Braves. You know, when you play the Braves team that's out there now, those guys never quit, man. They are always, always, always got their foot on the on the on the on the gas pedal. So. You got to keep adding on, and that first home run was huge. That second home run, even bigger, man, even bigger. We need that big time. So, um, you know, Richie's come in; he's done a great job. And it's funny as I've looked back through the years. Sometimes, you know, you're pitching against a team, you've prepared against a, a lineup, and then there's a last second change or a mid game change, and maybe you haven't prepared, or maybe you just don't give the credit due to the player that's coming in the game. I've seen it so many times where that player ends up having a great day to, to sway the to sway the game, you know, to sway the outcome. And, and Richie was able to do that last night. Adam, I want to shift gears a little bit and go to the big news of the NFL. Obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles um, on Monday night. As a player that has suffered through that injury, when you saw the highlights and saw him laying on the ground, what were your thoughts? 
Well, at first, I really just was hoping that that was some kind of ankle sprain. Um, because I'm I'm absolutely one of Aaron's biggest fans. I mean, since Peyton retired, Rogers has been my my leading fantasy quarterback every year. I just love watching him play. I think he's maybe the best thrower of the football to ever live. I mean, the guy has just such a gifted arm and the ways that he can throw balls that not many can, you know. And and uh, I was hoping that that was just some kind of ankle thing. And then when I saw the slow mo replay and I saw his sock. Um, I saw that kind of that reverberation going up through his calf. I knew exactly what that yeah. was. I mean, I've, I've felt that firsthand, and uh, it's a brutal thing, man. It's uh, it is uh, unfortunate to watch him run out of the tunnel with that American flag. Uh, and I, we were playing, so I didn't get to see it in person, but I, I watched the replay. That had to be one of the most electric atmospheres ever. I mean. And I and I I saw some of the tweets saying that no one's ever felt uh, so um, in in touch with a player that's never taken a snap for their team ever than that moment. To see him go down on the first drive, just you know, players like Rodgers, they just don't go down for no reason. You know, he's he's staying in the game unless that thing is torn. You know what I mean? So uh, to watch him go off on a cart in that replay just as breaks my heart to see him to see what he said to Garrett Wilson after the game. He said, Hey, sorry, kid, you know, and, and, and Garrett Wilson's stomach just turned hearing that, you know, just the disappointment from Rogers for one. Uh, but the, the, the realization from Garrett Wilson that, you know, the guy that was supposed to lead them to a world, to a Super Bowl championship is not going to play anymore. That just had to be heartbreaking. But I'll tell you this, do not count him out to come back this year. Everyone's saying uh, season ending this, or season ending that. I came back in just under five months. I think he's got about four months or so until the playoffs start, maybe four and a half. I wouldn't bet against him. I bet he, I bet he comes back. Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN. A couple more things. How did your first weekend of fantasy football go? Mm, good and bad, good and bad. My first overall pick, you know, I, I, I we did our 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 draft from the Falcons locker room, mm-hmm. and it was just like one of the coolest things ever. <clears throat> and since I was there, you know, I thought, you know, and I, I really like this young player, Bijan Robinson, out of Texas. But since I'm here, you know, I went and got the Bijan Robinson jersey off the wall. I always bring jerseys for first round picks, and. Man, I'm drafted Bijan. I love this guy. I love his potential. He's going to be an offense that's going to run a lot. He did great. I thought he did awesome. Now, I would have liked Algier not sniping some of those. <laughs> but uh, I thought he did great, especially for a first game from Ricky. You saw how the Lions treated uh, Jameer Gibbs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they kind of break those rookies in slow sometimes. So I thought he did great. But in doing so, I passed Christian McCaffrey, who uh, who did fall to me at, at four. And I thought, you know, there's no way I'm going to pass McCaffrey if he gets me. And he went for 125 and a touchdown, of course, because that's what he does. He's an electric player. So, <clears throat> you know, good and bad, right? I, I drafted Bijan. He was incredible. But then to watch Christian McCaffrey go off, I'm like, you know what? I might have lost the, the battle there, but it's not over yet. You know, we're going we're gonna to keep going. So um, I had good and bad results. Um, Devonta Smith had a good game, and uh, my quarterback Fields. You know, I know he's going to have tons of good games going for not Fields. Sorry, um, um, Hurts. Quarterback Hurts. He's going to be fine. A good game. Not, not a great game, but he's going to be fine. Yeah. So it was good and bad. 
Um, but uh, I, I did lose this week, but next week we're going to get back on the back on the saddle. All right, and I want to ask you about uh, Kyle Gibson going tonight. He is one of your your chief guys at Big League Impact. He does so much here in our community, but I know he's doing it in Baltimore. Did it in Philly before. Kyle Gibson is a, a real key part of Big League Impact, isn't he? I think he's just a key part of humanity. I think he's just one of the all time great people that's out there, and and uh, he does do so much for Big League Impact. He's uh, got a huge heart. He's got a a great uh, heart of servitude and, and um, you know, he's just a, a great guy. He's a great, he's having a great season this year too. I think he's close to leading the league in wins over there in the American league, but he's on a great team. He's doing a great job and he's just a, a great person, great influence and, and a great worker, big league impacts. He is, uh, he never stops. He's like me, man. We, we never turn off that. All right. How can we help this situation better? Kyle might even be, more that way than I am. So, uh, so glad to have him on the Big League Impact staff. I hope he pitches great tonight and loses one nothing. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, just, I just hope I just hope so many great things for him. But um, he's a, he's an incredible person. And we had Stephen Matz on the show yesterday. We've had Tommy Edmond on. The guys that are doing all the all-win campaign items and so much for their community. I know that's heartening for you, and it's it's great for us to see you guys using your platform to do great things in the community. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, we we, uh, we take it real serious. You know, it's uh, got a bunch of incredible teammates here on the Cardinals and around the league. We've got guys with all-win campaigns. Uh, every time their team wins the game, Players have have pledged money, and fans can contribute money to their program to their all-win campaigns. Also, we've got that going on across the game. But man, here with the Cardinals, we've got some guys who really care and who are really pouring their uh, their their monetary efforts, but also their time into to seeing this world and this league get better. So, I'm I'm just blessed to be surrounded by tons of them. And and Tommy and Steven are two of my close friends and two. Two incredible people that have done a lot of, of incredible things through Big League Impact in their communities. So, uh, blessed to have them part of everything. And and uh, if anyone's curious of what's going on at Big League Impact, please check it out at bigleagueimpact.org. We're doing some great things around the around the world, and uh, we'd love to have everyone be a part of it. Adam, congratulations on 199. We're thrilled for you, and thanks so much for taking the time this morning on Wednesdays with Wayno. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. See you later. That is. The great Adam Wainwright joining us on 101 ESPN. Do you want to wrap things up now, Matthew, or should we just take a break and then uh, we'll come back and we'll wrap things up in a moment here on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. We have just totally accepted the name CD-ROM, which is yeah. for the Cardinals tonight. We, we don't even call him Drew anymore. No, I didn't just, even know that was I call him Drew. I well, didn't know that was the name. You need to get with the game. Get, no. get, get with the program, Grimsley. Yep. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. I will try. And, but uh, still Drew in my mind. And if uh, Adam's wish comes true, he'll throw a shout-out tonight. There you go. Or... We'll have some unavailable relief pitchers. He'll throw a shutout ball until he gets to 100 pitches, and then they'll blow it. 
Brandy, be nice. I'm being nice. You're I'm being honest. I'm being realistic. Okay. Yeah, oh. it happens. Take oh. it or leave it. We'll see Palante oh, coming out of the pen. He didn't pitch last night. We got to see him He's tonight. available. He's at a day of rest. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready to go. Totally. Totally, yes. Yeah, he's, he's, just, he's just like Bruce Suter was. That's the way Bruce Suter was. You can, just, oh my gosh. Every, no. you can pitch him six times in eight <laughs> days or six yeah. times in nine days. I he liked There's it. There's some big differences the there. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, maybe a little bit different. <laughs> just a little. A little different. Yeah. He's got a long career, though. He's, he's a young player. Yeah. He got a long mm. road ahead of him. Young yeah. guys still. Yeah, you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> young guys still figuring things out. You give them a chance. Okay. This is not a season. I mean, this is this is a throwaway season. Everyone yeah. has stunk it up at some point this year. Yeah. Yes, they, they have. I, I, honestly, I, I don't think you can look at one player and say they have had a stellar season. No. Full, complete season. Yeah. Like, everybody has stunk it up at some point. Mm-hmm. Matthew, who do we have on the show tomorrow? We going to talk to Heidi Watney tomorrow or Friday? Oh, we're going to talk to Heidi Watney tomorrow. All right, there we go. That's a good thing. Greg Amzinger at 7.30. Mm-hmm. And we're... Former co-workers at MLB Network. There we go. We should have a certain coach. What's tomorrow? But I'm not okay. confident. Thursday? Oh, don't say it unless it's going to happen. Don't curse us. Carrie, what coach are you Carrie, having? Coach, no, I'm putting, <laughs> no, I'm putting it out in the universe because apparently you guys think the secret's real. So let's just see Carrie, what happens. The secret is a no, real no, thing. No, coach. Oh, I know more. who you're talking about. Yeah. Who are you yeah. Talking about? Wait, no, uh, go back to the secret thing. You don't think it's real? He doesn't think the secret is real. He doesn't think the power of positive me? thinking. <laughs> Look at him. What about him tells you that he thinks positive thinking is, is worse? No, no, no. He doesn't think about green lights all the time no. and get more on the drive home. Because <laughs> no. that's how things Rocky, work. It's, it's about positive really thinking. Works, yeah. It's just being in a You're positive just, place, good things will happen. I'm, I'm, I'm more appreciative have, yeah. when those things happen. I'm positive we, are, we have overstayed our welcome here. <laughs> Yes, right, thank you to our Whoopsies. producer, audio engineer, Matthew Rocchio. <laughs> Pleasure. Uh, Brooke, this was great. Yeah, this has been great. CD, How about that? We want to see your face. Who said that? You want to see my face? And we thank you for tuning in, texting in, and being a part of the show. We still aren't on YouTube, by the way. We were trying to impersonate somebody and got in trouble for it. I don't know who we were trying to impersonate, but we were trying, evidently. Uh, but for all of us, until tomorrow morning at 7, have a great day, St. Louis. That's right. You've been listening to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN and ESPN.com. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.